relates to finances, specifically operational. There is no suggestion of fraud, and the Federation says this is not an investigation into teaching at any of its academies or schools. The MPs for Luton and the MP for Mid-Bedfordshire have told BBC Three Counties they've each written to the Education Secretary, Michael Gove, about their concerns, which relate to these allegations, and in the case of Ms Dorries, an application for a free school which failed earlier this year. Six months on from the murder of a man in Stevenage, police are renewing their appeal for information. 21-year-old Thomas Ward was shot in the chest in Dyes Lane on April the 23rd as he came out of a caravan at a traveller's site. A royal enthusiast from in Hertfordshire has been camping outside St James's Palace all night to be ready for today's royal christening. Prince George III in line to the throne is to be christened by the Archbishop of Canterbury at three o'clock. Terry Hutt from Royston told Three Counties Radio he's made a placard for the occasion. Congratulations, Prince George, on your christening. And then I've got a little Union Jack plate around it and a heart. A man from Milton Keynes has had to undergo two operations after being bitten by a venomous spider. More from Lorna Hankin. Matt Ruff posted a picture of his nasty bite on Facebook and the spider that bit him was sent off for examination but it's thought it could be a false widow spider. They are black in colour and similar to a black widow but without a red spot. These particular species were seen in Bletchley over two years ago. At the time, Milton Keynes trading standards who tried to eradicate them did warn there could be more nests. The council say if you see one, contact pest control and if you are bitten, seek immediate medical attention. In sport, MK Dons lost 1-0 to Carlisle last night, while also in League 1, Stevenage won 3-0 at Crewe. Wickham's League 2 match at Portsmouth was abandoned at half-time. Heavy showers at first today, but mainly dry later with the winds easing. The maximum temperature, 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Ewan, we're arguing about the size of books here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Kelly Betts, who works here, well, as I say works, I mean. I got a, an abusive text this morning as I turned my phone on at four o'clock. Dear Ian, please can you find me a book to bring in, not one about Glen Campbell. So I thought, okay, she wants a music book. I know she's got some pretty shocking tastes in music. Jake Bug? Local unsigned bands? So I brought Johnny Cash. Everyone loves Johnny Cash. It's a cracking book. And uh, she kind of looked at me, smiled thinly, put it in a bag. A few minutes later, she came into the studio. And what did you say, Kelly Betts? Too big. Doesn't fit in my bag. So you've given me the book back because it's too big to fit in your bag. I have just read a book on Johnny Cash as well, so I don't want to overload myself. You're like one of those people that wants to buy some art for their living room. They go to an art dealer and the art dealer says, what kind of art would you like? Oh, art that's about this big, please. Yeah, can I have a book that's just a little bit thinner, preferably not with an old man on the front? I've got some Enid Blyton. I think that would, I think that would be uh, maybe a little bit beyond her. Never mind. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including it's feared the false widow spider may have struck twice in the space of a fortnight in Milton Keynes. One of the victims posted a picture on Facebook. It's horrible. Trust me, these things are mean, and it's going to take more than a rolled-up newspaper to sort these bad boys out. We may have to send Justin Dealey there. Prince George gets christened today. Don't worry, we're not paying for it. Well, not directly anyway. One Watford... Where's the box? Where's the box? Well, it's in my car. Well, could you go and get it? Where's your CD? That is my CD. No, I gave no, it. no, that's my CD. Well, where's my CD? I don't know where your CD is. Oh, nuts.
Anyway, we're sending Dealey to sort out about Prince George being christened. And Joe Brown, that's what I was arguing about with Dealey. He's got an album out. It's brilliant. We've been trying to track him down to come on the show this morning. If he doesn't come on, we may have to sack Dealey. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or you can give me a phone call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, no, fair play. I have got my copy of the CD here, so that's... Um, we'll be playing a Joe... We're going to play Mr Blue Sky by Joe Brown. By Joe Brown. Uh, later on. It's brilliant. And we're, st- we're still trying. I made a promise yesterday. We will have Joe Brown on the show today. We're still trying to, tr- we're still trying to track him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's elusive. Has he got a small book? Sorry? Has he got a small book? Well, if we get him on, we'll ask him. Okay. Kelly, the main thrust of the show isn't to find a tiny book that will fit in your bag, for goodness sakes. Now, it's thought the false widow spider may have struck twice in the space of two weeks in South Milton Keynes. Two young men, Riaz Harris uh, from Shenley Brook, uh, Shenley Brook End, sorry, and Matt Ruff underwent surgery for deep wounds, one to the foot, one to the leg, which doctors said were consistent with bites from a false widow. I'm filling in some of the missing words here, but don't worry about that. Matt Ruff caught the spider that bit him, and it's been sent away for tests. Well, it's not the first time we've heard of the false widow in Milton Keynes. Two years ago, Kirsten Gallagher from Bletchley was bitten by a venomous spider. Here's her conversation with our reporter, Tony Fisher. It does look slightly better, and it does have a sort of a crust over the area, because it was quite a crater in my leg. Um, deep hole, probably the size of a two-pence piece. And obviously that's trying to heal, and the skin's trying to rebuild within that crater. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it has got smaller, I must say. It's probably about the size of a pence piece now. It's still very painful. Can't lie on it. If anything touches it, I, I jump straight away at the pain. So and, I'm still. And this quite... is several weeks on. <coughs> this is yes. So this any is. idea how one of these nasty spiders managed to um, get on you and well, bite you? Well, I suppose then it was still quite warm. So I was always in shorts, um, walking around. I, I did a lot of walking all the time and I had to pass the area that they were spotted in again I didn't know that they were there at the time this information only came to me afterwards Um, I was passing that area twice a day, three times a day Um, so possibly it could have just come onto me and without me realising it's bitten me because at the time I didn't actually feel the bite but within hours of the bite I then felt quite poorly and realised there was something wrong Mm. And um, the doctors and the nurses, do they think, that, could they attribute it to this one particular species of um, spider or just a spider? Well, at the time when I went to them, um, this news hadn't actually come out yet, that there was a, a, a new type of spider in Bletchley that was venomous. So therefore they said that they're quite certain it's a spider bite, but we were a bit confused about it because they knew that it certainly wasn't a house spider. So and and therefore they just treated me with the antibiotics. And since then, this information's come out, and they're saying quite possibly it was that spider that's bit me because it didn't make sense for it to be a normal house spider. And now uh, the council, I think, has eradicated that spider now, hasn't yes, it? Yes, they have. Yes, yes, that's all under control now. So you're still several weeks on, having to undergo quite a lot of discomfort. I am indeed. Yes, it's been now four weeks, nearly a month since it's happened. And I'm still in, again, like I said, I'm in a lot of pain. I can't touch it, can't brush against anything, can't lie on that leg. Got to be very careful when pulling up trousers. Um, So it just can't be touched at all. 
due to the pain that it's still giving me. Have you gone back to the doctors recently? What um, have they advised? I mean, you've done the antibiotics. What, the else, antibiotics. what else can you do? Yes, that's correct. I'm, I'm actually going to go back this week and see them because there's still a lot of poison coming out of the bite, which is obviously a sign that there is still poison in it and therefore I probably will be put on another course of antibiotics. Poison? What, what, what is that? What is that? Uh, How does that look like? Well, it's like a um, yellowy substance quite like a pussy looking substance that's coming out of the bite constantly and again this is very painful because it's trying to scab over and underneath the poison is building up and that obviously has to be released and come out but that's due to the big hole under the the, the crust of the bite hmm. and until that's um, completely healed I think it still will be quite infected and, and I'll just have to continue with my antibiotics. Hmm. Who would have thought that such a little creature could have <laughs> given you so much harm and discomfort well it's quite unbelievable because um i've lived in africa for 27 years and africa is known for very bad and very dangerous venomous spiders and not once have i ever been bitten in the 27 years that i was there and come to england they come and visit us for a week whatever these spiders were and yeah i was targeted and they got me Well, I hope you're enjoying your breakfast. That was a graphic description, wasn't it? That was Tony Fisher there speaking uh, to Kirstine Gallagher from Bletchley, who was bitten by a venomous spider. I do like that question there. She's talking about poison. Tony goes, poison, uh, poison, what's that? Well, it's a dangerous thing that kills you, Tony, in case you were wondering. Excellent stuff, thank you. Uh, Milton Keynes Council are advising anyone who suspects they've uh, they've seen one of these things to call a pest controller, and they recommend some of them on their website. Well, we know.
like a bit of David Byrne. I interviewed David Byrne. Yes. He's very nice. Very nice gentleman. Very nice gentleman indeed. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. It's coming up to a quarter past six. Let's get the latest travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. What, over the phone? In your own time, Bill. We'll get there, don't worry. We'll get there. We'll get there. Are we going to get there? We won't get there. We're not going to get there? We didn't get there. There, was a, there were a few problems with our uh, uh, phone system, I believe. But uh, can, can, can you do this? Just give us a call to make sure our phones are working. Otherwise, the whole three hours of this show is going to be scuppered. 08459 455 555. Just give us a call and see, make sure the phones are working. Thank you very much. Anyway, it's 6.16. It's Wednesday, the 23rd of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man's died after what police called a savage and unprovoked attack in the garage of his Luton home. A chain of academies and free schools in Bedfordshire is being investigated by two government departments over its operational finances, BBC Three Counties Radio can reveal. And in sport, Chelsea won 3-0 at Schalke in the Champions League last night, while Arsenal lost 2-1 at home to, to Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> yeah. 08459 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... 30 years ago, Doug Moody set up the Green Bank Music School in Luton with a philosophy that music should be fun. It was getting other people involved, um, just doing everything. I'm just a person that just loves to do things. Nick Coffer. EOS have decided that for their September show, they'll be performing their version of the Tony Award-winning musical Rent. 525,600 minutes. Quirkology follows the clumsy, endearing life of Rupert Quirk. A lot of people have actually said, you know, he's just uh, an exaggerated version of himself. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Will be my 
Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 455555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. And why wouldn't you want to give us a call this morning? Now, uh, MPs in Bedfordshire have told BBC Three Counties they have serious concerns about the way uh, a chain of academies is operating. The Barnfield Federation, which runs a number of academies and free schools in Bedfordshire, is under investigation by two government departments. But now several MPs say they've raised their worries with the Secretary of State for Education, Michael Gove. Our political reporter, Paul Scoynes, has been looking into this. Paul, what do we know about this investigation? Well, Ian, we know that the Department for Education and the Skills Funding Agency have both received allegations relating to Barnfield College and the Barnfield Federation. They tell us they are taking these seriously and are investigating. They also say they're not going to comment on ongoing investigations. So that's quite limited. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't tell us much, does it? What about the MPs? Well, I've discovered that Luton's MPs Gavin Shuker and Kelvin Hopkins both raised a specific allegation. They passed, that was passed to them uh, on the condition that that person remained anonymous and and that allegation was of poor financial management at the college. They also raised concerns uh, with the Department for Education about extensive staff reorganisation, large-scale redundancies and a lack of joint working with the local authority. And there's been another complaint, hasn't there, from an MP? That's right. I've also uh, spoken to the MP from Mid Bedfordshire, Nadine Dorries, and she says she's got a separate concern. She said she was asked uh, for help by a school and 130 sets of parents earlier this year, and that was uh, over an application for a free school, uh, and she says that those parents were badly let down by the Barnfield Federation, and Nadine Doris says she was extremely concerned with the information she uncovered, and as a result passed that information directly to the uh, Secretary of State, Michael Gove, and the Department for Education, and she's actually tabling some questions about the Federation in the House of Commons today. OK, so that's what the MPs uh, and the government have been saying. What is the Barnfield Federation saying about all of this? Well, I've spoken to a representative of the uh, Federation, and uh, he said that the investigations relate to the previous administration at the Federation. Uh, this involves the operational finances of the College and the Federation, not the academies, and he says that this is not an educational inquiry Now, the official statement that they've issued so far on this is, and I'll read it in full, Mm -hmm. the newly appointed interim chief executive officers of the Barnfield Federation, Stephen Hall and Helen Mayhew, are engaging with the Skills Funding Agency and the Education Funding Agency to undertake a review of the Federation's operation at Barnfield College and its sponsored academies. The college has significant cash reserves and is financially stable. Our students are at the centre of all we do at Barnfield and our recent restructure was designed to create even better education delivery in the future, reduce our costs and enable us to offer an excellent service to the Luton community. Now, we were promised, uh, or at least uh, sort of hinted strongly, that there would be an interview with the Federation after 8 o'clock this morning. I was told at the 11th hour, quite literally the 11th hour last night, uh, that that wasn't going to happen and the likelihood is that we will now be able to speak to the Federation on time. Tomorrow's programme. What, do, do we know why they've decided to, to hold off a day? That seems. Um... Well, I understand that actually uh, the uh, one of the chief executive officers who was due to talk to you, Stephen Hall, um, is going to meet the DFE today, the Department for Education okay. today, and it's because of a logistical problem in him travelling uh, that we will not be able to do that. He doesn't have a mobile phone. Well, we've, as I say, we, we, we've not been able to, okay. to reach that now. The Barnfield Federation. What is that exactly? Well. 
It's quite an empire, actually. Mm. Um, created empire over the last seven years, really. In 2007, they took over two failing schools in Luton, turned them around. Since then, according to them, uh, the website, anyway, the GCSE results have more than quadrupled. This was all done under the leadership of Peter Burkitt, now Sir Peter Burkitt, after he was knighted for his services to education at Barnfield. Now, that grew to take on quite a number of other institutions. There are now eight in total with another due to open in September, more on that later, and uh, and one application uh, for what is currently Brewers Hill School in Dunstable, but was due to be Barnfield Park Academy. Now, we spoke about this fairly recently. Do you remember the story about the uniforms where parents had gone out and bought Barnfield uniforms and then were told that the school wasn't being converted? Well, the Federation pulled out of that arrangement after it was unable to reach an agreement with the local authority. You mentioned another school. Uh, It was due to open in December, I think, is it? Yeah, that's right. St George's in Leighton Buzzard. Now, plan to uh, turn that primary school into the Barnsfield Kingsbury Academy last August uh, sort of stalled I guess parents were left fairly uncertain as to what was going on the details on the school's website suggest that the second term of autumn would be the so-called conversion date Uh, now I can reveal to you that the council says it's likely to be the 1st of December now I haven't had confirmation of that from Barnfield I got a very late confirmation of that from the school they sent a statement to me saying we have kept parents informed throughout this process both through meetings and our regular newsletter and we'll continue to do so as we move forward our focus has and always will be the providing uh, the best education experience for all our pupils at the moment we don't know any details of the department for education investigation into barnfield now we've got some audio that we'll play later on which suggests that parents absolutely don't know what was going on okay paul scoins thank you very much indeed oh eight four five nine four double five five double five if you want to have your say on that or any of the other stories we're talking about this morning coming up a happy royal christening day thing six foot six he stood on the ground he weighed 235 pounds but i saw that giant of a man brought down to his knees by love He was the kind of a man that would gamble on luck Look you in the eye and never back up But I saw him crying like a little whipped pup Because of love You can't see it with your eyes Hold it in your hand But like the wind that covers our land Strong enough to rule the heart of any man This thing called love It can lift you up Never let you down Take your Since time, nothing's ever been found that's stronger than love. Most men are like me, they struggle in doubt. They trouble their minds day in and day out. Too busy with living to worry about a little word like love. But when I see a mother's tenderness As she holds her young close to her breast Then I thank God that the world's been blessed With a thing called love You can't see it with your eyes Hold it in your hand But like the wind that covers our land Strong enough to rule the heart of any man This thing called love It can lift you up 
You see, if only, if only Kelly Betts had a bigger bag, she'd be able to read all about his lifestyle. Wouldn't that be exciting indeed? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. What are you doing to celebrate uh, the royal baby christening? It's today. It's like about three o'clock today. Are you having a little party? Some people are. I know. Isn't that odd? Some people are having parties and celebrations to celebrate a baby they'll never meet, um, being inducted into a religious ceremony that most people don't believe in. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What are you doing to celebrate the royal christening today? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Got something for the M11. This might have an effect for your journey on the London-bound stretch. Reports of one lane blocked by a Birkendale car. It's between junctions 8 and 7, so between Stansted and Harlow. So it's stuck in the outside lane. It's about two miles south of junction 8. Other than that, M25, M1 across our patches is all looking OK. Still have these issues, though, with the East Coast between Grantham and Peterborough with their train services due to overhead wire problems. Bill Sheldrake, BBC, Three Counties Radio. Bill, thank you very much indeed. It's 6.29. Let's go and get the latest news and sport now. Here's you. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. A 67-year-old man's died after what police called a savage and unprovoked attack in the garage of his home in Luton last night. Police later arrested a man in connection with the incident. A chain of academies and free schools in Bedfordshire is being investigated by two government departments over its operational finances, BBC Three Counties Radio can reveal. The Barnfield Federation, which runs eight institutions in the county, says it's engaging with the investigation. And a man from Milton Keynes has had to undergo two operations after being bitten by a venomous spider. It's thought to be the second recent attack by a false widow spider in the area. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Start with football. Chelsea won 3-0 at Schalke in the Champions League last night and manager Jose Mourinho says after a poor start to their campaign, confidence is high. After the first game, we were less because we lost and we lost at home and now we are top of top of the group. Because of my experience, I was not in, in hell after the first game and I'm not in heaven. I'm, I'm calm. But in this moment, after six points, we can think uh, first about qualify, but after that, maybe we can also think about finish first in the group. Arsenal lost 2-1 at home to Borussia Dortmund but still top their group while Celtic beat Ajax 2-1. Tonight Manchester United host Real Sociedad while Manchester City visit CSKA Moscow with City boss Manuel Pellegrini unhappy with the state of the pitch. Locally MK Dons lost 1-0 at home to Carlisle in League One last night and Dons boss Carl Robinson accepted he made an error. I made a mistake as well by making them three substitutions. I thought it would have injected a bit of speed and changed the formation. Would have galvanised the fans and the the players and that didn't work so we refer to back to a 4-4-2 which people keep crying out for and we looked very predictable and very boring for the last 20 minutes. 
Also in League One, Stevenage won 3-0 at Crewe and the Borough boss Graham Westley says his team's improving steadily. On the whole, the squad has started to produce a lot more. Um, defensively, we look much better organised. Um, offensively, we look like we've got a threat and a goal in us. And uh, you know the, the entire attitude of the team, I think, is changing. The winning mentality is coming back. Wickham's League Two match at Portsmouth was abandoned at half-time with the score one all because the pitch was waterlogged and manager Gareth Ainsworth felt it was the right decision. You know, looking around at the ground now for this, it's definitely the right decision. It was dangerous for the players and more so probably dangerous for the fans. You know, the, the, uh, the terracing and the seats are totally flooded. There must be, what, six, ten inches of water on there. So it's, uh, it's crazy. It's, it's the most surreal thing I've seen. Elsewhere, Bishop Stortford won 3-2 at home to Ebbsfleet in Conference South last night. Bedford lost their FA Trophy first qualifying round replay 2-0 at home to Hampton and Richmond. And the two leading women tennis players, Serena Williams and Victoria Azarenka, have won their opening matches in straight sets at the season-ending WTA Championships in Istanbul. Williams beat Angelique Kerber of Germany, while Azarenka defeated Italy's Sara Arani. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Call 08459 
permission to speak freely, Catherine? Well, hang on, how freely? Very freely. It's not that freely, okay. not what we were just saying off air. Nothing to me sums up blandness more than the word Sade. It's just... I, I, I remember in the, um, when would it been? I guess the early 90s, the early to mid 90s, if you ended up in a girl's room in halls at oh, university yeah. and she put a Sade album on, I remember thinking, oh God, I'll, I'll, I'll be out of here in 10 minutes. I'm not sticking around for this nonsense. That or Tracy Chapman. Oh, who's got a first car? I know what, why don't you put an album on about you being beaten up? That'd be really sexy, won't it? Yeah, oh, nice one. Thanks very much indeed. Didn't put you off though, did it? No. Uh, now, Catherine Boyle is uh, here. We're going to look at the papers. Let's be honest, there's not a lot in... Uh, why do they fill it with just nothing? There's nothing in there today. They've got to write something, otherwise well, they don't colouring in. There is a famous uh, uh, BBC uh, news bulletin from about 1942 or something where the broad- news broadcaster comes and says, and uh, it's four o'clock on uh, Friday the 13th of uh, June, just to say there is no news today, so we'll have some music instead. Wonderful. That's what papers, <laughs> and that's what Sky News and what all of these think news things should do. What would they fill their paper with, then? Well, just well, what they filled it there in the sun. It's certainly pictures. filling it there. Well, I did find quite a lot on page three, and, and not the usual, although the usual is there. She has an interesting fold in her leg, just below her pant. Oh, it's an interesting that doesn't fold. look very comfortable, No, actually. it does, it does. It looks like it's going to smart. Those down a bit. Anyway. School's out for spiders. The school has been shot after an outbreak of dangerous false widow spiders. Oh, hello. Experts will fumigate the site today. Don't worry, this isn't in Milton Keynes. This is in the Dean Academy in the Forest of Dean, Gloucestershire. So they're a fair, fair way away. But we are talking today about the... Uh, fear that there may be um, at large in Milton Keynes, in hey, the south of Milton Keynes. You know Facebook, the most pointless, soul-sucking uh, th- thing in existence? Yeah, I love it. They've, they've banned some things and they've unbanned some things. So, uh, nudity and pornography is banned, OK? Uh, breastfeeding, most photos are allowed, but it's forbidden to post fully exposed breasts, OK? Because breastfeeding is disgusting. We don't want to see that. No, but fun boobs are fine. Fun boobs are fine. Uh, graphic content, showing any graphic content for sadistic pleasure is prohibited. Uh, violence or threats, any credible threats or attempts to organise real-world violence are prohibited. And bullying is, is prohibited. Mm-hmm. But you know what you're allowed to show? What's that? People getting their head chopped off. Yeah, I know. Uh, PM attack. This is in the, the mail. PM attacks Facebook for lifting its block on beheading videos. Facebook said that while the shocking images must not be posted for sadistic pleasure, they should be available for those who wish to condemn them. Why really? Would, you don't want to go on Facebook and see that. I happened across one. Oh no! Someone in my family, by marriage, put one on. Oh! And I thought, what's this? And I didn't know what it was. And I clicked on it, and it was it was a beheading. Oh! And you know, afterwards you think that was. That was real. Why on earth did he like that? Did he like that? I'm never going to unsee that. Horrible. It was. It was. You saw it. Horrific. I saw it because I thought. I didn't know what it was. Not nice. And, uh, yeah, I, I blocked him. Cliff Richard is no mug in the gift charts. He's outselling One Direction. Oh, yeah, of course he is. A of course cliff, he is. A Cliff Cup launched two weeks ago from the Christmas market has sold, sold 2,000 units. 2,000 cups of Cliff tea. Yeah, and that's compared to 250 of uh, One Direction. People are going mad for Cliff. Here's the thing. Uh, fat children shouldn't watch as much TV. Yeah. The cut TV time for obese children, parents warn. Parents of overweight children will be told to cut the amount of time they watch television and play computer games. Teenagers will be encouraged to keep a diary of how long they spend in front of a screen. Well, hey, guess what? They're, they'll lie. They'll lie, won't they? Mm. And you can't leave it up to them. Just, just, right, just, just turn the telly off. One more programme. One more Mr Maker. 
not hey Gigglebiz has really gone down the pan the new series of Gigglebiz isn't that good oh really he's introduced a whole new characters they're not very funny is it a difficult second series yeah it is it's, <laughs> it's kind of like the Monty Python's fourth series where it was clever but not funny oh dear uh, but yeah of course fat kids shouldn't watch I TV I all kids actually and I say that as a, the parent of two square eyed goggle box lovers actually yesterday I realised that they watched too much telly they started shouting the odds as soon as they got in through the door yep. my eldest is five she got in from school can I put my programme on and said tell you what no 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 telly till after tea yeah how did that go down she hated it but then watching her playing out in the garden with her sister and then when it got a bit wet coming in and actually playing and listening to them talking to each other i thought i'm right i can hear a squeaking who's that it's me oh, oh. hey dennis nice to speak to you mate well i'm just listening to you driveling on oh uh, that's spider business my wife woke me up at five o'clock this morning to tell me there was a tarantula in the bedroom not my bedroom, her bedroom. Where was the tarantula? God knows. I don't. I think she just. I think she woke up and put her glasses on and saw the wrong thing. Several things. Several things spring to mind here. First of all, tarantula. Yes, she Gosh. said it was I, a tarantula. She wouldn't know if it was a woodlouse actually. And you sleep in separate rooms. Oh, we do. Yes, thank God. So it's a, who who decides when you have some rumpy pumpy? Is there a secret knock on the door? No, because no. The problem is, it's very difficult at our age, you know, to get the. Um, yes. The, uh, we, we, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah you asked the question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I know he's asked the question. Now then, can I just uh, the little thing? Yes, you're on. You're on about the. Uh, <laughs> We're moving, moving on from your little thing. Yes. The schools. Yes. I lived right opposite one of Millvale Academy. Yeah. I was at one time a governor over there. Oh dear. There's always been hanky panky going on over there. When you say hanky panky, you mean financial uh, hanky panky? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Educational uh, hanky panky. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So, um, if you want to car- park your vehicle in here and watch what goes on, uh, you're quite welcome. Yeah, we, we 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 won't take you up on the offer, but thank you but, very much. Um, we had no. Listen, yeah. I had uh, two emails about you uh, yesterday, and I'm trying to find exactly where I put them. One of them yeah. said, "Oh, that Dennis from Dunstable. Can can we have him on more?" Um, he's he's brilliant. Could we have him on more? Could actually? we have him on more? No, but yes. could uh, we have him on more? No, we couldn't. Uh, it's Jim, Jim Jam in Milton Keynes. Uh, oh, my God, that Dennis is brilliant. I'm laughing so much, I'm now wearing my coffee. Is it? <laughs> she said, that's about you. But then we had another... No, th- calm down, though, because we had another email saying, oh, for goodness sakes, can you please... Keep him off. Keep him off. I, I, I don't want him on. Let, him... let him come on once a week. So what we're going to do, Dennis... Yes. We're going to put it to the listener vote. Yes. Okay. We're going to we're going to put it to you, dear listener, to decide: is Dennis allowed on once a week or more than once a week? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five eight one three double three. Start your text three CR once a week or more than once a week. Dennis, you've got twenty seconds to yes. sell yourself to the listeners. Right. Last yesterday, uh, you asked me to look into the murder rate. Okay, going to stop you there. Yep. That's not really going to sell yourself to the listeners. Why? Well, well, no, not to come round and kill me. Right, the school across the road. Yes. Yes, I was a governor there, and there was a little bit of... No, right, hang oh, on a second, whoa. hang on a second. You're yeah. not selling yourself to the listeners. No, I'm selling the blasted school. Because don't forget the school, the away. school on here. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to talk about the school. You've got 20 seconds. It's like the X Factor, OK, when, when uh, they... they the, 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 I've never seen it. Have I'm we got guessing... any Coldplay? We can play that underneath. Unfortunately, no. I'm guessing there's a bit in the, the X Factor when the viewers kind of make that phone sign at their hand. You have to tell us how much you want it and what a journey it's been. Yes, ring these people up and tell them what a brilliant bloke I am. No, no, we'll you... never give this man a minute's rest if he y- goes out. You of- have to tell them what a brilliant bloke you are. Well, well, I'm telling you then. No, well, tell them. You're telling them to tell me. You tell them. Right, tell them. Tell them to do what? 
go out and listen to Kath, someone else. Kath, explain it to him one more time. Right, Dennis, you know in these programmes where they get 30 seconds to say why they should be chosen over anyone else, so we want you to use buzzwords like, it's been a journey, it's so, been an emotional roller coaster. I've come so far. We'll pretend you do. Oh, pretend I do. OK, I'm, what, uh, 12 years old, listening to rubbish for 30 seconds. Oh. When I want to watch the television, um, it's much more interesting and... As far as I'm concerned, it's a sheer waste of 30 seconds of my very ex- long life. OK? Uh, um, oh. well, I don't... It's not, OK, well, you've heard Dennis... I'm not going to sing and dance. No. Nor heard... am I going to expose my bosom. Oh. You've heard Dennis there, dear listener. What do you think? Should he be allowed on... Uh, as Pete, <laughs> Pete's email's here. Can you try and limit Dennis to dance the ball before 7.30 or have him just once a week? It's over to you, dear listener. Oh, wait... He goes on. It's two days in a row I've woken up to his whining northern voice. Oh, no, hang on a minute. 08459 455 555. You can send us texts as well. 81333. We're going to put it on the Facebook page as well. Just get a random picture of an old man. northern voice. It's this dribble from the south that gets me up. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. It's over to you. You have have your say in this, uh, dear listener. Does Dennis come on once a week or more than once a week? Dennis, do us a favour. No. Hang up. Why? I want to listen to you. OK, I'll cut you off. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Definitely more than once a week. Right, we've got some issues with the trains. Uh, delays of up to 15 minutes with East Coast between Grantham and Peterborough. This is due to these overhead wire p- problems. Uh, just have a quick glance at the live departures board. It is affecting possibly journeys uh, heading up from uh, Bedford, Luton and Stevenage. Uh, the motorway is just gradually building up now for the M25 from 23 from South Mims. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Bill, thank you very much. Right, 6.45. It's Wednesday the 23rd of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man has died after what police called a savage and unprovoked attack in the garage of his Luton home last night. Protesters came out in force last night to voice their opposition to the controversial new Barnfield incinerator near Hatfield. And in sport, contrasting fortunes for MK Dons and Stevenage in League One last night as the Dons lost at home to Carlisle, while Stevenage won 3-0 at Crewe. Coming up, we'll you be celebrating the royal christening some people are are you one of them oh eight four five nine four double five five double five before that though let's get the latest weather with georgina burnett beds hearts and bucks weather bbc three counties radio Good morning. A bit of a wet and windy start to the day. Some rather lively showers and strong southwesterly winds for the morning commute. But it's an improving picture through the day, so they should start to leave to the east. Uh, and we're left with some rather decent sunny spells this afternoon. Also, the winds should start to ease and it becomes a bit fresher when that happens. Although, generally speaking, we're looking at quite a mild day with temperatures reaching 16 degrees Celsius. Tonight, a fairly clear night with mist and fog patches developing in the early hours of the morning and temperatures down to about 7 degrees. So, uh, much cooler night than it has been of late and tomorrow a largely dry day with lighter winds but cloud increasing in the afternoon temperatures reaching 16 degrees celsius as we head towards the weekend though it all becomes a bit wet and windy once more that's your latest forecast georgina thank you very much indeed Uh, a few uh, texts have come in um david says keep den on okay i'm gonna do a little, let's do a little tally here 
shall we? So this is vaguely scientific. We sort of have to do that. So keep and lose. So that's one for keep. Uh, Dennis every day, says Mark in Bletchley. That's two. And Jenny in Houghton Regis says, Ian, could you please stop sabotaging the end of Wally Webb's programme? Just wait your turn. I don't know what she's talking about. Every weekday morning from nine, the biggest local talking points. There is only one professional force that can control chemical weapons. How can we, as a civilised country, stand by and let more poor, innocent children get killed? The JVS Show. Harry's in Bedford. Let's see what Harry wants to say. She knew what the laws were. She knew what she was doing. She got caught tough. I disagree with the penalty. I think that for smuggling drugs, it shouldn't be a death penalty. The JVS show weekdays from nine bbc three counties radio dennis and dunstable he comes on every day some of you love him some of you absolutely hate him pete said his whining northern voice puts him off listening to bbc three counties radio so with the bbc you own us (laughs) yeah right so we're letting you have your say does dennis from dunstable come on every day when he fancies or does he just come on once a week emmanuel's in dunstable good morning emmanuel Good morning, Ian. You Good, right? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Dennis and Dunstable, what do you reckon? Yeah, well, definitely five times a week, yeah. Really? Why? Because it's funny. What What does he say that's actually funny? Well, everything he says is funny. It's, hang on a second, hang on a second. He's, he's moaning about his wife, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well, all, all of that. Yeah. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Is this Dennis and Dunstable putting on a silly voice? No, it's uh, Menya from uh, Holland. I spoke to you earlier when you had your other radio show. Oh, you did speak to me. Gadang, gadang, my friend. Yes, gadang, gadang. Gadang, gadang, my friend, indeed. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so by now I know you're. So you're, you want Dennis to stay on the radio more than once a week? Definitely. Emmanuel, listen, it's a pleasure to talk to you. That vote has gone down. It's 3 0 for those wanting to keep Dennis. Now, yesterday. Uh, we talked about the Joe Brown new album. Well, it's been out a while, the ukulele album. It's a cracking record. Um, and uh, we, are des- we are still making phone calls. We are still trying to track down Joe Brown to come on the show this morning. We promised. And uh, we'll see what happens. In the meantime, this is wonderful. We were playing this. Uh, we sent Justin out, by the way, to play this uh, album to some people on the streets of Luton. You'll hear that later on in the show. But listen to this. This is Joe Brown. Mr. Blue Sky by ELO, and this is just wonderful.
marvellous, isn't it? We're trying to get Joe Brown on before the end of the show. We'll do our best. Uh, lots of texts coming in about should Dennis from Dunstable stay. We'll do those uh, in a little bit. Lots of different opinions. Really bringing out strong opinions on you as well. So fantastic. We'll go through those. Now, will you be celebrating the Royal Christening? It's happening today. And a pub in Watford named after Prince George will. They even received a letter from the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge to say they were touched by the name change. Well, Terry Rigg is the landlord and uh, he joins me now. Uh, morning, Terry. Morning. Why did you change the name of your pub? Uh, we done a ballot in the pub uh, for our customers to see what renamed to get a pub to give a new image, and eighty percent of my customers chose the new name. We wanted to give it a traditional uh, British name. And you got a letter from Wilson K. That's very nice. What did it say? Uh, they was they were touched that uh, we would choose uh, to rename our pub after the uh, Prince George. Now, you're having a party tonight to celebrate the Royal Christening. Now, Terry, be honest, come on. There isn't really a demand for a Royal Christening party, is there? Oh, definitely. It's uh, always an excuse to throw a party and celebrate um, uh, something British. Uh, British. H- how many people are you expecting to come down? Uh, I'd say we've got about between 60 and 80 people OK, well, that's, that's not bad. Listen, when boozers are struggling a little bit, that's, that's not bad at all. And on a scale of 1 to 10, Terry, and I want you to be honest with me, uh-huh. How excited are you personally about the royal christening today? Uh, about a nine, I'd say, or nine. You, and you, and the thing is, I can hear that excitement in your voice. Definitely. Why? Why is it so exciting? I just think it's a massive bit of history. The future king of England, yeah, on the throne, and it's uh, something to celebrate. Now, what we should do, Terry, is in your most excited voice, I want you to cheer on. Prince George. So give us a, giving you really excited. Come on, yay, Prince George, christening day. Yay, Prince George, christening day. Late night last night, was it? It was very. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's, listen, where's, where's the where's the pub, Terry? So people can come and uh, join you tonight. It's the um, Prince George on uh, St Albans Road in Watford, opposite home base. It's the old um, Sycamore pub. Terry, go and get the phone. Someone's phoning you up to tell you you're on the radio. Thank you very much for that. That's uh, uh, Terry Rigg there. Well, our reporter, Justin Dealey, has been to Harpenden. Are people as excited as, as Terry was just there, Justin? Well, do you know what, Ian? I, am, I just can't wait for tonight. You know me, Ian. We, we, we've had this discussion before. Anything to do with the Royal Family, I am there. Tonight, I'll be having my own party, fish and chips, my own compilation album of British music, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that, that you'd like to join me, wouldn't you? Do you know what? T- tonight, Justin, I can't. I'm, I'm doing what? my nails, but otherwise, you know, no. Of course not. Excited. not. Why are you not excited? Well, it's, it's, it's a baby I'm never going to meet who belongs to some millionaire privileged people. Oh, come on. Uh, it's our future king. Uh, yeah, but it's a christening. So what? Do you know what? As a nation, you know, the last year's been tough for everyone. Everyone's feeling a bit down in the dumps. This is an excuse to go out and have a party to feel good about ourselves, Ian. Come on. 
liven yourself up. Well, I've been to Harpenden <laughs> uh, to see if people are excited. Um, some interesting views. Uh, here's what happened. Courtney, you look excited. Well, what are you going to be doing for it, then? Wait, wait. What am I doing now? No, no. What are you going to be doing for it? For what? Well, the Royal Christening. The what? No, no, I've got too much going on. I've got a one-year-old and a two-year-old. <laughs> but no, good luck to them. I, I do like the idea of having the royal baby. I think it lifts people's spirits a bit, but I don't think I will be bothered about his christening particularly. I like, you know, I might watch it on TV if it's on, but that's about it, really. How are you going to be celebrating the royal christening, I'm madam? Sorry, look, I'm sorry, look, the taxis come for me, dear. I'm pleased they've got a little baby, because I think that's really nice, anyone having a nice, healthy baby, but no, I won't. The Royal Christening's happening on Wednesday. You're going to be having a party, aren't you, sir? Yeah, no. No? No, no interest, thank you. Well, here's a man, I'm sure, who knows all about the Royal Christening. Yes. Are <laughs> you going to be celebrating? No. Margaret, you're going to be having a big party. Genuinely, you're going to be having a party. What excites you so much about the Royal Family and the Royal Christening? I've always been a royalist. And, you know, having another little boy is wonderful, yeah. So what's going to be happening at your house, then? Half a dozen, dozen people. Maybe. Yeah. British-themed? National anthem? And... No, we don't go in for that, no, no. Just a gathering, yes. Just to celebrate Georgie yeah. Boy? Yeah, why not? Well, exactly. I'm here today to, to spread the love. Yeah. I'm going to be having a party. Yeah. Fish and chips, I'll be singing the Royal Anthem, yeah. playing British music. Everyone here today in Harpen, and they're all miserable, saying that <laughs> they're not going to be having a party. These people need to wake up and get a life, don't they? Absolutely, absolutely. Do they make you sick? Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do these people here in Harpenden annoy you with their attitude? Well, yes, I am annoyed if they don't want to make a par- have a party. Seven, yeah. Now, listen, best of luck to them. I, well, you know, I'm, I'm not anti-royalist. I quite like the royal family. Best of luck to them. But, but, but people celebrating, Justin, people having a party. Yes, and why not? But, but, but no, 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 that's not the question. The question is, why? Well, the question... <sighs> If you can ask that question, why? Because it's something to celebrate. Here we have our future king, our future leader, and a christening. You know, what's more... What's what's so nice? It's just so nice. Why not celebrate, Ian? Come on. I think you'd be inundated with people this morning phoning you saying, you know what, Ian? Here we go again, talking about the royal family, you getting all grumpy, we fell out before about this. You'll have lots of people this morning phoning you saying that they'll be having some form of a party slash gathering tonight to celebrate the christening. I'm convinced. Can I just say, by the way, we're getting complaints about your piece. Why? Gordon in Welling Garden City has just phoned in to complain. What about? You called it the Royal Anthem. Mm-hmm. It's the National Anthem, mate. I also it's, called it the National Anthem in that piece as well. Well, but it's not... But why did you say the Royal Anthem? For me, it's the Royal Anthem. Well, it's not, though. That's offensive. Gordon tutted and said, for God's oh, sakes, under his breath. For goodness sake. Do you know, in that piece, I mentioned the National Anthem. For me, it is the Royal Anthem. That is just me, just my personal opinion, Gordon. But it's I'm wrong. sorry if I've offended you, but, you know, if there's somebody who's going to stick up for the Royal Family this morning, Gordon, it's me. You should be grateful for me, Gordon. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, busy, busy already. Let's kick off with Bedford. We've got reports about the A421. You've got that blocked on the eastbound carriageway. It's just after the A6. Three cars involved in this one. We're just getting more details on this. It's a collision. It's thought that the road is blocked. It's about half a mile 
after the A6 junction. Uh, do keep those updates coming for it's part of your journey to work right now. It does make a difference. It'll be much appreciated. M25 anti-clockwise has been in accidents. Now, this is between junction 16, M40 and junction 15 for the M4. It's been shifted to the hard shoulder. All ends are now open. Uh, the vehicle's now on the hard shoulder. It's looking slow now from Maple Cross from junction 17. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Bill. Lots of texts. Let Dennis call in every day. He's brilliant and funny, but I don't know how he manages to cope with Ian, who's rude to him, says Judy. And Dennis should take his whippet and clear off back to Yorkshire. Oh, John and Marsh Farm, that's very cruel. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yay, Prince George, Christian Day. It's seven o'clock, I'm Ewan Duncan. The headlines, man dies in Luton after savage attack in his garage. Protesters voice their opposition to controversial new Barnfield incinerator and Hertfordshire Royal enthusiast camps outside St James's Palace ahead of christening. BBC Three Counties Radio. A 67-year-old man's died after what police called a savage and unprovoked attack in the garage of his home in Luton last night. His wife was inside the house but had no idea what had happened until the police and paramedics arrived. Police later arrested a man in connection with the incident. Protesters came out in force last night to voice their opposition to the controversial new Barnfield incinerator near Hatfield. A public inquiry into the bid by energy firm Veolia is entering its sixth and final week. Speaking ahead of a specially convened evening session which was held at the Fielder Centre, local MP Grant Shapps again questioned the need for an incinerator. If you're going to build an incinerator, and I know there are many views about that in the first place, then why would you build it on a hill? If you're going to build an incinerator, why would you build it in a town that's struggling to get itself refurbished and back in the, yeah. in the game, like Hatfield? Yeah. That this was a decision which appears to have been made before the evidence was even, even gathered to support it. Six months on from the murder of a man in Stevenage, police are renewing their appeal for information. 21-year-old Thomas Ward was shot in the chest in Dyes Lane on April the 23rd as he came out of a caravan at a traveller's site. A chain of academies and free schools in Bedfordshire is being investigated by two government departments over its operational finances, BBC Three Counties Radio can reveal. The Barnfield Federation, which runs eight institutions in the county, says it's engaging with the investigation. A man from Milton Keynes has had to undergo two operations after being bitten by a venomous spider. More from Lorna Hankin. Matt Ruff posted a picture of his nasty bite on Facebook and the spider that bit him was sent off for examination but it's thought it could be a false widow spider. They are black in colour and similar to a black widow but without a red spot. These particular species were seen in Bletchley over two years ago. At the time, Milton Keynes trading standards who tried to eradicate them did warn there could be more nests. The council say if you see one, contact pest control and if you are bitten, seek immediate medical attention. A royal enthusiast from Hertfordshire has been camping outside St James's Palace all night to be ready for today's royal christening. Prince George, the third in line to the throne, is to be christened by the Archbishop of Canterbury at three o'clock. Terry Hutt from Royston told Three Counties Radio he's made a placard for the occasion. In sport, MK Dons lost 1-0 at home to Carlisle last night, while also in League One, Stevenage won 3-0 at Crewe. Wickham's League Two match at Portsmouth was abandoned at half-time. There'll be heavy showers at first today, but it'll be mainly dry later. The maximum temperature, 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 
BBC Three Counties Radio. Sorry, I'm being attacked by members of my team. Can you clear out the studio, please, Kelly? I'm trying to do a radio show. Now, lots coming up between uh, now and nine o'clock, including... Well, we'll still be having our vote on whether Dennis in Dunstable will be allowed on the show. Lots of texts coming in on that, but also, slightly more important things, it's feared... The false widow spider may have struck twice in the space of a fortnight in Milton Keynes. One of the victims posted a picture on Facebook. It is horrible. We'll find out more about that a bit later on in the show. Prince George gets christened today. Don't worry, we're not paying for it. Well, not directly anyway. One Watford pub is turning the private family occasion into a nice little honour. Well, we've heard from them. How excited are you about Prince William and Princess Catherine? Was she, was she a duchess or a princess? And their baby getting christened. Are you that excited? And the big vote continues. Dennis from Dunstable. Some of you love him. Some of you hate him. It's up to you. Does he come on once a week or whenever he fancies? Facebook.com forward slash... We put a picture of Dennis on Facebook, actually. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yay, Prince George, Christian Day. Now, um, surgeons at Milton Keynes Hospital operated on two young men with suspected false widow spider bites in the space of a fortnight. Riaz Harris from Shenley Brookend was treated for a deep wound to his foot, while Matt Ruff was left with a huge hole in his leg. He caught the spider that bit him, and it's been sent off for tests. Well, this isn't the first time we've heard of this uh, in South Milton Keynes. Two years ago, Kirstine Gallagher from Bletchley was bitten. I had to pass the area that they were spotted in. Again, I didn't know that they were there at the time. This information only came to me afterwards. Um, I was passing that area twice a day, three times a day. Um, So possibly it could have just come on to me and without me realising it's bitten me because at the time I didn't actually feel the bite but within hours of the bite I have then felt Ooh. quite poorly and realised there was something wrong I got a shiver down my spine then and I know, I know this is making you, some of you uncomfortable I can only apologise well pest controllers uh, found a false widow colony that time and they thought they'd eradicated the problem joined now by Terry Fricker who runs a pest control business that covers Milton Keynes good morning Terry morning you ever come across a false widow spider no, no, we haven't come across a false widow spider. We have come across some summer web spiders, which similarly have a poisonous bite, but um, they're likewise very, very rare in this country. How do they get in this country? Is it, do they come in crates of bananas or something? <laughs> Who knows how they get mm. here? Um, we have so many people here from all parts of the globe, um, and we have people that holiday in all parts of the globe, so they, they bring us back all manner of insects. Um, for instance, um, we have barley cockroaches to deal with fairly regularly. We have all sorts of bed bugs from um, Eastern Europe, from the Far East, and, of course, the chemicals that we're allowed to use in this country are not anything like as strong as the chemicals they still use in the Far East. 
Now, we've so, got two incidents, Terry, of a gentleman being bitten by uh, what, what, we, what we think is a false widow spider. It's not going to be the same spider. Th- th- this would imply, I guess, that there's a colony here. I don't know about that. Um, it's the same. We are constantly coming up against oddity um, insects. And we have a very good identification service that we, um, wherever we have an unusual insect problem, one that is resistant to the normal chemicals that we can use to sort these problems out, we need to catch some of the bugs, send them off to our special identification lab. They then tell us exactly what we're up against and what we need to do to treat them. And in... 40 years in this business, um, certainly the incidence of odd insects has increased rapidly in the last five, ten years than it ever used to. If we see something that we think might be a false widow spider, what's wrong with giving it a whack with a rolled-up copy of the Daily Mail or just stamping on it? Nothing at all. Oh. Oh, I might Uh, do that then. (laughs) Why don't you do that? Um, Do you get a lot of people contacting you about spiders, Terry? We get people contacting us um, with all sorts of problems. Um, In in the summer, people ring us up with snake problems, and, of course, everybody thinks they've got an adder and it's going to be deadly poisonous, um, whereas they've actually got a perfectly harmless grass snake, which won't do anyone any harm. Similarly, on the... um, bee front everybody rings us up saying oh i've got a swarm of bees well you uh, um swarm of wasps you actually don't get swarms of wasps so we know from the outset they haven't and of course they panic about nice bumblebees that do nobody any harm and we refuse to kill bumblebees um oh. we'll just move the nest and rehome it and let the bumblebees fly and thrive and spiders come under the same heading really lots of people ring us up they're traumatised by having spiders in their house and they want them out of their house. And why? Spiders... Because they're flipping horrible, Terry. They're all right. I don't want spiders in my house. <laughs> keep the flies out. You don't want flies I'd in I'd rather have either. flies than spiders crawling all over me I, while I'm asleep. I doubt it. The amount of people suffering with flies this time of the year, autumn, when the flies are coming in for the winter, we are dealing with lots of houses with people ringing us up Oh, we've got flies, can you come and sort the flies out? And we're having to do that. And if people left spiders alone, they would sort the fly problem out. Terry, we've got to end it there. Thank you very much indeed. Terry Fricker runs a pest control business that covers Milton Keynes. Uh, of course, if, uh, no, if there's a spider in my house, I'm very, very sorry. I may be a vegetarian and all of that. It's getting um, hit with a very heavy book, probably my Leonard Cohen biography, because that's a thick book. Uh, and then I'm getting about half a roll of toilet paper, wrapping it around my hand, scraping it off and flushing it down the toilet. That's what's happening. Them's the facts. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Dennis, what do you want? Where have you got a photograph of me? On Facebook? Yes. Yes. Well, it cannot be me because... I'm being employed now to frighten kids on Halloween night. Well, well this is why we've put a warning on the BBC Three Counties Facebook page. If, Don't look if, if you're in you nervous like disposition. A of me. No, thank you. When I was 21. Oh gosh. Hey, but listen to me. I, it was I was beautiful. 
I was beautiful. Not I am now. What? Now I look like a cracked mirror. At 88, what the hell do you expect? What are you doing on the show again? Would you like I to just hear... because I want to know where the devil you've got a photograph of. Do you want to hear some of the texts? Eh? Here are some of the texts. Yeah, I know, I, I don't care one way they like me or oh. not. I couldn't care less. Let Dennis call in every day, says Judy. He's brilliant and funny, but I don't know how he manages to cope when Ian is downright rude to him. Oh, I, I, I enjoy you being rude to me because I can be rude back. Maffin Hanslope says, Ian, I'm voting for Dennis. I can't wait until you're off again so Dennis can come, come and do the whole show. <laughs> then Johnny Marsh Farm says, Dennis should take his whippet and clear off back to Yorkshire. Hey, he, yeah. He's I'm demo- not a Yorkshire man, I'm a Lancastrian. He's demonstrated he's not very bright and should go back down the pits. That's nice, isn't it? That's absolutely nice. Say hello to Shirley, <laughs> Milton, say hello to Shirley Milton Keynes. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Good <Dennis>. morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> oh, no, you're great. <laughs> well, it's these, it's these crafty cottoners, you see. They think I'm sick because I talk with a northern accent. By the oh, time God. they find out it's not, they're too late. Now, well, I'm from London, Dennis, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> Yesterday morning, you predicted that somebody was going to be dead. You said. I know. Are you all right? Are you uh, right, Dennis? I can't, yeah. I can't believe it. When I got in my car and I heard that on the news, I thought they'd set that up just for you, Dennis. Well, as a matter of fact, I spent all day yesterday sorting out the murder let's, let's No, let's... You did, you did look at all the statistics, didn't you, for murder? Yes. What, what, jo- what jolly fun chap you are. Sorry? Yes? Yes, I also got the county to look into it as well. Around well, Dennis, the county. You, you, he was really good. I think I didn't, Dennis, you didn't do the murder, did you? No, you let's, 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 let's no, move away. Do the murder, let's no. right. Okay, we're, we're going to move away from the murder. I think just, we should just move away from that. Cause it's very serious indeed. But Shirley Milk, you know, Shirley speaking to Dennis. I was a little bit starstruck. He's got a little bit starstruck. Dave, good morning, Ian. Are you the Dave that I banned? Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us uh, a call on that. Should we have a quick look at some of the front pages of the, of the... You know it's a very slow news day when the front page of The Sun is uh, an exclusive with um, Alex Ferguson. Ferguson reveals all. I gave Bex push over posh. He fell in love. It all changed. Bigger than the boss, he had to go. Why I froze out Rue over hooker. You know there's not much happening in the world when that's the front page. A retired football manager banging on about why he's such a miserable so-and-so. Let's have a look at the... Oh! And all the other front pages have got pictures of the woman what done won the Great British Bake Off, a programme I've watched about 30 seconds of. Why would I want to watch posh people cooking? It doesn't interest me in the slightest. Anyway, Francis Quinn won it. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Crisis at the centre of policing laid bare. Yeah, that's interesting, but not as interesting as this. Butter is good for you, says Heart Doctor. Hello? Excuse me? Butter should replace low cholesterol spreads in our sandwiches, one of the country's leading cardiologists warns today. Uh, Asim Malhotra claims that dairy products and fat from real food may actually protect the heart. Hang on a second. So I'm allowed to eat that full cheese board after a meal and not feel guilty? Scoins, you and me, we're going to go to a cheese restaurant. If such a place doesn't exist, then goddammit, it should exist. Sugar and refined carbohydrates, such as white bread, are the real driver of obesity and heart disease. If you have a choice between butter and margarine, have the butter every single time. Fantastic. 
Well, that's me sorted then. 08459 455 555. Quarter past seven. Let's get the latest travel news now. Here's Bill. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Couple of issues. First off, the Bedford Southern Bypass A421, uh, three car collision just by the, the A603 turn. It means you've got one lane closed at that particular point. We did think it was uh, the A6 turn, but it's actually the A603 turn. Uh, checking my sensors, it doesn't seem to be do- looking too bad for traffic. It seems to be coping quite nicely, actually. Uh, so, uh, and Alistair, thank you for your update. We've had quite a few calls in this, actually, so many thanks for that. Um, N25 anti clockwise. Now, uh, this is queuing as well, again, due to an accident from 16 for the M40 to 15 for the M4. The outside lane was blocked. It's All lanes are now open. The vehicles have been shifted to the hard shoulder. Uh, looking at public transport, we still have these issues as well between the Grantham and Peterborough uh, because of the overhead wire delays. That might have a knock-on effect for your train journey this morning. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Bill. Right, 7.16, it's Wednesday the 23rd of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 67-year-old man has died uh, after what police called a savage and unprovoked attack in the garage of his Luton home last night. A chain of academies and free schools in Bedfordshire is being investigated by two government departments over its operational, operational finances, BBC Three Counties Radio can reveal. And in sport, Chelsea won 3-0 at Schalke last night to go top of their group in the Champions League, while Arsenal still lead their their group, despite losing 2-1 at home to Borussia Dortmund. Coming up, MPs in Bedfordshire have told BBC Three Counties they have concerns with the way a chain of academies is operating. It's a fascinating story. Keep listening and we'll give you the latest on that in just a bit. BBC Three Counties Radio. businesswoman and a broadcaster. Isn't it annoying when you just miss the end of something? Those are the headlines. There's a full bulletin at full. You have to turn the radio off. Shh. Or there's just so many interesting things, you don't have time to listen to them all. There's a lady here. Hello, have you got the treasure for me? I have the treasure. I lost him when I was 11 and he certainly made a great impression on me. Then why not use BBC iPlayer Radio? She developed a cocaine habit that cost her over £120 a day. You can listen again to our programmes and even see what our presenters look like. You look like Mr Stamper from a James Bond film. Head to bbc.co.uk slash three counties and make BBC Three Counties Radio unmissable. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR if you uh, want to uh, go to the Facebook page and have your say on what you think. Should Dennis from Dunstable be allowed to call in? Whenever he wants, once a day. It's interesting, isn't it? You get, you get these regulars on radio, and some people hate them, some people absolutely love them. It's over to you. Shall we have a quick look at some of the, the other front pages of the newspapers? We didn't do them all then. The Daily Telegraph. The Queen's in the pink. The Queen visits the National Theatre in London yesterday, as it emerged that the only members of the royal family invited by the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge to today's intimate intimate christening of Prince George are Her Majesty, the Duke of Edinburgh, the Prince of Wales, the Dutch... Just put their names down! Put their names down! Yay, Prince George, christening day. Butter is actually good for you, says uh, a heart specialist. Uh, again, now this is the story that's getting me the butter is, um, is good for you. Now, I like a bit of butter, I like a bit of cheese. Oh, nice, nice! 
Now I'm being told it's good for you. Uh, also, you can call in about this if you want. I'm sure lots of you will uh, have an opinion. Parents of fat children will be told to cut back on TV. This is the Telegraph. It's in some of the other papers. Parents of overweight children will be told to reduce the amount of time their offspring spend watching television and playing computer games. Well, that, what, why do you need to tell the parents that? That seems obvious to me. Seems obvious. You know, um, uh, you know, Fat Tony. What, my son? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should stop him watching um, CBB so much because he's a bit large. Would you, would you think that would help? Yeah, if he got up and did some exercise, you know, like running around playing. Oh, I never thought of that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now, MPs in Bedfordshire have told BBC Three Counties they have concerns with the way a chain of academies is operating. The Barnfield Federation, which runs a number of academies and free schools in Bedfordshire, is under investigation by two government departments. But now several MPs say they've raised their worries with the Secretary of State for Education, Michael Gove. Our political reporter, Paul Scoynes, has been looking into this. Paul, what do we know about this investigation by the government? Well, uh, from the government, not very much. We know that the uh, Department for Education and the Skills Funding Agency have received allegations relating to the Barnfield College and the Barnfield Federation, and they say that they are... uh, the, 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 the Department for Education and the Skills Funding Agency say they're taking those allegations very seriously and are investigating. Uh, they also tell us they're not going to comment on ongoing es- investigations at okay, the moment. So they're not giving us much, but but some local MPs are concerned as well, haven't they? Well, I, I went and spoke to a couple of MPs yesterday and um, uh, the two Labour MPs in Luton, Gavin Shuker and Kelvin Hopkins, told me that they raised a specific allegation which was passed to them on the condition that that person remained anonymous and that allegation relates to what they say is poor financial management at the college. They also raised concerns about the extensive staff reorganisation and large-scale redundancies there, and also a, a lack of joint working with the local authority. Uh, uh, so that's Gavin Shuker and Kelvin Hopkins. Uh, Mid-Beds MP Nadine Doris has also um, uh, complained about something else, is that yeah, right? that's right. She said that she was asked uh, for help by a school and 130 sets of parents earlier this year and says that uh, they had been badly let down by Barnfield Federation during a free school application. Nadine Doris said that she was extremely concerned with information she uncovered and as a result passed that information directly to the DFE. Uh, and I I also understand that she passed those concerns directly in person to Michael Gove uh, and that she is going to table some questions about the Federation in the House of Commons today. Barnfield Federation, we, we, we tried to get them on the show today. That they've not. Hopefully they're coming on tomorrow, but what have they said? Yes, they, uh, they've they told me that the audit, since since we last spoke at 6.20... Oh, you, you got a statement, didn't you, just after the, uh, just I spoke after to you? Just went through, yes. It's not much more than we had, I have to say. that All they say is that this audit relates to the past and will help the new team to shape the future of Barnfield. Meanwhile, our focus remains on the students parents and staff who are and will continue to be our priority. Now I can flesh that out a bit more. Uh, I have had a conversation with a representative from Barnfield who tells me that this involves the operational finances of the college and the federation. Now it doesn't include the uh, the academies which the uh, which the federation has uh, sort of started to run in the last few years. Mm-hmm. This is specifically related to the running uh, of the college and the operational finances of that. That is what the investigation by the DFE 
and the uh, Skills Funding Agency concerns. It's not an educational inquiry. Um, they did release a statement yesterday. I'll, I'll pick from it, but basically they say that the uh, newly appointed chief executive officers uh, are engaging with the Skills Funding Agency and the Education Funding Agency, which is part of the DfE, uh, to undertake a review of the Federation's operations and its sponsored academies as well. Although, as I say, I do understand it doesn't relate in minute detail to the academies. They do say that the college has significant cash reserves and is financially stable. What is the Barnfield Federation? Well, it's uh, if you if you sort of have children at schools in Luton, there's a fair chance that one of them, or the, many of them, might be at a Barnfield school. They created rather an empire in this area in the last seven years. In 2007, they took over two failing schools in Luton and turned them around. Um, those have done fairly well. Uh, uh, it was all done under the leadership of Peter Burkett, now Sir Peter, after he was knighted for his services to education at Barnfield. He left earlier this year. He's now gone to uh, uh, an organisation called J which is a sort of an international school uh, organisation, if you like. Um, Barnfield grew on to take on other institutions. There are now eight in total, another due to open in December, and their one application uh, for what's currently known as Brewers Hill School in Dunstable was to become something called Barnfield Park Academy, and the Federation pulled out of that arrangement after it was unable to reach an agreement with the local authority. They tell me that this is not linked to any of their other uh, applications for schools at the moment. And the, the school that's due to open in, Dis- in December, what do we know about that? Well, that's St George's in, in Leighton Buzzard, and the plans to turn that uh, primary school into a free school, uh, sort of, sorry, into a, a Barnfield Kingsbury Academy was the, the name of it, uh, stalled last August, and uh, the parents were left really pretty much unsure what was going on. Details on the school's website suggested that the autumn term would be when uh, they would convert to an academy. Now, our reporter Sophie Salaria has been down to St George's Lower School asking some parents what they thought of the news. Not been really told a lot, actually. It was originally supposed to change quite a while back and then it got put back and that's all we've really ever been told, mostly. That date gets closer and then it gets put back and we've never actually been... There's never been a reason, I don't think, gone out to the parents. It is a little bit concerning if they're, that they're under investigation. Yeah, we know, we know it's going to turn into an academy, but we're not sure when. But um, when they just split up just now, the last term that they had, we weren't sure then of the new uniforms or anything was happening. We told there was new colours coming in, but we, we looked on the websites. It weren't on none of the websites or anything. So, Barnfield is supposed to be yeah. taking it over. They're being investigated by the Department of Education. Nothing's been said. No. But they're not telling us nothing. We don't nothing. know. Does that concern you in any yeah. way? Things actually we've had a lot of head teachers like, over the last couple of years. There's been a lot of different head teachers, and the school's got like a really bad reputation. It's just all over the place, the school, isn't it? Really, yeah. that's what I feel. It's yeah, they don't tell tell us nothing or anything really. No. I, don't, I don't think it will change the reputation of the school. I want to know why it's been investigated. No, well, we've been told that it's becoming an academy, but we don't know anything more than that it's eventually going to be an academy. You're a bit in the dark about it. Yeah. You've not had any letters home. No. no. No? No. Anything we've been told through the word yeah. mouth and... All right, so what do you think about the idea of it becoming an academy? As long as it benefits the children, we don't really mind. But we don't know a anything. lot between <laughs> the difference, if anything's going to change in the school, if it's going to have more funding, if there's going to be more students, if there's going to be better facilities, we don't know anything. We have found out that the Barnfield Federation is under investigation by the Department of Education. Have you heard that? Oh, well, I read something on Facebook, but that's all I know. (laughs) You don't know anything. No. Left to be guessing, really, what's going on. Yeah. 
Well, I can uh, reveal that the council have told us that the now that the conversion date for this uh, school to become an academy is the 1st of December. That wasn't confirmed to us by Barnfield or the school until late last night when I put that to them. The school said, uh, we have kept parents informed throughout this process through uh, meetings and our regular newsletter and will continue to do so as we move forward. Our focus has and always will be on providing the best possible education for our pupils and they say at the moment we don't know any details of the Department for Education Investigation. Paul, thank you. I'm going to put something out there I'm uh, and expecting nothing in return mm-hmm. but sometimes you have to ask these things. If you have worked at Barnfield or if you indeed work with Barnfield now, could you send me an email strictly on Trinu, between us, no names, no pack drill, uh, and let us know what's going on there are rumors swirling around about what's happening what's happened in the past send me an email ian.lee at bbc.co.uk iain.lwe at bbc.co.uk you'll be treated the strictest confidence Uh, but it it, it seems very mysterious this from what i'm hearing it seems very mysterious uh and we'd like to get to the bottom of this if at all possible so ian.lee at bbc.co.uk we have had confirmation that they will come on tomorrow morning that's happening is it Mm -hmm. fantastic okay paul now uh thank you for looking into that it's a very special day for the whole country today just uh yay prince george christening day what are you doing to celebrate you having a party i am going to have a party actually yeah no i'm going to wow you really are aren't you cupcake um, uh, there's some celebration biscuits on offer in one of my local supermarkets. Wonderful. I will probably eat those. We'll enjoy. Paul Squints, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Don't forget. Yay, Prince George. Christening Day. Yeah, it's something to get excited about, isn't it? Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Uh, we've got a picture of Dennis from Dunstable up on. <laughs> Paul, sorry? <laughs> He's up on the Facebook page. I didn't realise he looked so Greek. <laughs> he does. We're having a vote, Paul. I don't know if you listen to the show. <laughs> Dennis from Dunstable calls up every single day. Some people love him, some people hate him. Mm. Okay, And I thought it would be only fair as the BBC is owned <laughs> yeah, by, um, the, uh, by the public. And there's all this talk, isn't there? That all this um, hogwash about we're gonna, the people are going to be more interactive with the BBC. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. that's never going to happen. Mm. But it's happening here. Should Dennis from Dunstable be allowed to uh, stay? Sue says, uh, Dennis, Dave and Nanny Eileen should be on every day, just like Postman Pat is on that programme from Norfolk. Um, he's got. Uh, Christina says he's got to have his own five minute slot every day. Uh, Phil says, "How about a compromise and give Dennis a two week rotor? Week one he can be on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Week two he can be Tuesday and Thursday. That is suddenly very, very complicated." And Denise says, "Keep Dennis on. How fantastic is he for his age? Well, that's the thing. He's eighty eight. He says. He says. Yeah. He claims he's eighty eight. I. You know. What do you think? Uh, yeah. He sounds very young. Sort Could of we? Thing. Could you do an investigation of Paul Scoyne special? Not bothered? I, I, I would... I'd, I'd like to get to the bottom of Dennis and Dunstable. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Couple of issues for you. First off, Bedford Southern Bypass A421. You've got one lane closed off. It's just after the A6 turn. Actually, three cars involved in this one, but actually, the impact on traffic isn't too severe. Uh, traffic seems to be coping quite well. Getting lots of calls on this as well. Thank you for that. Uh, M25 anti clockwise. You're slowing down now from junction 17 right up towards the M4 turnoff. Again, due to an accident, although it's all been shifted to the hard shoulder. Uh, just a quick mention for the M40. This is heading northbound, so you're heading towards Oxford. Uh, it's looking pretty slow now from the Denham Round about up to the M25. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Bill. It's 7.30. Let's get the latest news and sport now. Here's Ewan. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
67-year-old man has died after what police called a savage and unprovoked attack in the garage of his Luton home last night. Police later arrested a man in connection with the incident. Protesters came out in force last night to voice their opposition to the controversial new Barnfield incinerator near Hatfield. A public inquiry into the bid by energy firm Veolia is entering its sixth and final week. And a man from Milton Keynes has had to undergo two operations after being bitten by a venomous spider. It's thought to be the second attack by a false widow spider in the area in the past fortnight. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Start with football. Arsenal lost 2-1 at home to Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League last night, but still head their group. Manager Arsene Wenger was left frustrated that his side couldn't produce the form that's seen them go to the top of the Premier League. We started a bit hesitant. What we did not do against Naples and after we gave them confidence. Overall, I believe that our fluent football going forward was not uh, quick enough tonight. And uh, that can happen sometimes because you play many games. We were not at our best tonight. Chelsea won 3-0 at Schalke to go top of their group while Celtic beat Ajax 2-1. Tonight, Manchester United host Real Sociedad while Manchester City visit CSKA Moscow with City boss Manuel Pellegrini unhappy with the state of the pitch. Locally, MK Dons lost 1-0 at home to Carlisle in League One and Dons boss Carl Robinson said aspects of the performance were unacceptable. Listen, we're a footballing team, but we want to play in between the lines. We want to play up and down the pitch. We come across too slow and we didn't step into midfield quick enough. We had wide players that narrowed off and didn't give us a space to play. The game understanding from the last 15 minutes wasn't good enough. Also in League One, Stevenage won 3-0 at Crewe and the borough boss Graham Wesley says his strikers played an important part in the victory. Well, Phil Murray's, um and Zoko, their combination play tonight was um, too much for them to handle. There's no question about that. Um, in the first half, they were they were hot. There was uh, a lot of good work going on. They were causing all sorts of problems. They were combining well with the midfield and with the two wide players. And uh, the combination of, of the front four um, looked really exciting tonight. Wickham's League 2 match at Portsmouth was abandoned at half-time because the pitch was waterlogged and manager Gareth Ainsworth felt they were well-placed to win the game. We bossed the first half, really, in, uh, in no uncertain terms. I thought we, we, uh, we looked the team that was going to create the most. We scored a great goal. OK, we conceded a set play, but I thought the uh, second half we were going to come out and uh, you know I had, I had changes ready under my belt. I had players, from the way we're playing at the moment, the system and, uh, and the form the lads are in is, uh, is fantastic. So I'm, I'm really pleased, really encouraged by the performance, gutted by the uh, cancellation. And Bishop Stortford won 3-2 at home to Ebbsfleet in Conference South. The two leading women tennis players, Serena Williams and Victoria Azarenka, have won their opening matches in straight sets at the season-ending WTA Championships in Istanbul. Williams beat Angelique Kerber of Germany, while Azarenka defeated Italy's Sara Arani. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Text 81333. Start your message with 3CR. Texts will be charged at the standard network rate. BBC Three Counties Radio. Isn't it, um... Isn't it interesting? We put out all these topics, fat kids watching telly, Barnfield, which is a, a great story, the, the spider. The thing that's got you excited is, do we keep or dump Dennis from Dunstable? Isn't that incredible? I, I love uh, Dave with Dennis and Eileen. Well, Nanny Eileen's not been on for a long time. It gives the show a lift, says Fian Lucen. Morning, says Helen. Uh, you said about Dennis. I do like him, but he does not know when to stop. He's an older version of you, in a way. Wow. 
Derek, Dennis's banter is the new Derek and Clive. You can't let him go. And there's another one. Oh, look, there's another one saying he's an older version of me. No, 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 no. Okay, but but I, we've only had about three votes saying get rid of him. The rest have been unanimous. Keep Dennis from Dunstable. We'll, 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 we'll see. Maybe um, we'll see. Coming up in the next 30 minutes, we'll be talking um, uh, about the Hatfield incinerator. A lot of people getting iry over the fiery incinerator. You like that, Just? Fantastic, Ian. Absolutely great. What are you doing? Listen to the new Joe Brown oh, album. Oh, mate. The ukulele album. It's great, isn't it? Uh, listen, I got sent this CD yesterday. Joe Brown, the ukulele album. It's been out for a year or so, but I've been sent the deluxe edition. Mm, special. Bonus tracks, and it's got a live CD as well. Catherine Boyle laughed at me when I got this, and I said, no, 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 no. Joe Brown, he needs to be shown a little bit of respect. He's been doing it, what has he been doing, 50-odd years? 52 years, I believe, yeah. 52 years. It is genuinely a cracking record. We played Mr. Um, Blue Sky earlier on. We are still... Wonderful. We are still trying to get Joe Brown on the show. We're hoping. We are hoping. We're hoping for 10 to 9 this morning. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Fingers mm. crossed. Now, you have been taking this um, uh, uh, CD out and playing it on what you call a ghetto blaster. Yes, I have got a ghetto blaster here. Yeah, my okay. 1980s Bush ghetto blaster. Okay, so you've been taking uh, taking your Bush out and showing it to people. <laughs> what did they make of it? Well, do you know what, Ian? I went to Hemel Hempstead. I went to uh, Adyfield Square with this CD, which is, of course, a masterpiece. Yeah. I spoke to people on the streets, I spoke to shopkeepers, I ended up in a hall up there, and I was actually thrown out of that hall. Oh. Uh, we'll come to that towards the end, but uh, here's what people had to say about the Joe Brown ukulele album. This is the new Joe Brown album. Madam, what's your name? Sue. Sue, great to talk to you today. Joe's on the show, going to be talking live to Ian Lee. This is the ukulele album. Listen to this. Here we go. Thing. It's fantastic, isn't I it? I like it. Yeah. like it very much. Well, Joe Brown is an absolute top man, isn't he? Legend. Yeah. Legend. Did you buy his stuff back in the 1960s? I did. I do. What's your favourite Joe Brown track? That yellow dress. The ace of spades. The ace of spades. Very good. Would you buy it? I would buy it. What's your name, madam? Sally Holiday. Hello, Sally. I like Joe Brown, but I don't like that. Sorry. Oh. Oh. Well, maybe I have to hear it more than once. Hmm. Should we go back to yours, though? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. OK, Scott, here we go. The Joe Brown ukulele album. You know Joe, you know his daughter. How fantastic is this? It's very different. It's very um, country-fied. Sounds very folky, which I suppose is very topical at the moment. There's a lot of good folk bands around, so it's the right genre of music. Yeah, it sounds good. When I've said all week that anybody who doesn't like Joe Brown needs to go and see their doctor and see their doctor urgently, you'd probably go along with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I would do. Yeah, they, they should do. They should go and see him if they're um, unsure, because he's been around for a long time in the music business and still going, so why not? Hello, sir, how are you? I'm all right, thanks. You? Great stuff. Yeah, very well. Joe Brown, when I'm cleaning windows, are you a fan? Not really. I'd rather have George Formby. Holding us up, well, we come here to dance, actually. We, we've come here to dance. Would you want to have a dance to the new Joe Brown album? No, we want to dance with our modern sequence dancing. You're, you're holding us up. Don't want to go. Got an idea. Well, we've got, I've got no interest in that. What, Joe Brown? Exactly. I've, only, I've come here this afternoon between two and four to dance. Thank you. <sighs> Thank you, guys. 
He's thrown me out. Yeah, they're supposed to be dancing, Justin, for goodness sakes. What would you take, though, Ian? The Joe Brown album or modern sequence dancing? I can't it's wait. It's a no-brainer. I can't wait until I'm, I'm, I'm old. I'm, gen- I'm going to make such a good old person. I'm going to be wonderful. I'm really looking forward to it. I thought you was there now. And I'm going to go for afternoon tea dances. Mm. When I, as soon as I turn 72, I'm going to start going for <laughs> afternoon tea dances. How would you feel, though, yep. if you went dancing once a week between two and four for two hours and somebody turned up with a 1980s mm. Bush ghetto blaster yep. and the Joe Brown ukulele album? Would you be offended by I, that? I'd probably be angry, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd probably be angry. I'm furious. Uh, listen, uh, whereabouts are you? I'm in Lucent at the moment. Oh, that's a surprise. Any chance of uh, popping into prisoners and getting us some um, bit of food? What would you like? I'd like a scrambled egg roll with some ketch and a couple of hash browns on the side, mate. So let's get this absolutely clear, okay? As somebody who is on at a key time between six and nine, you are taking food over content, is that correct? Oh, most definitely, yes. Fancy a text vote on this one? Uh, No text votes on this. Uh, And a fried fried egg sarni uh, for Kelly Betts, please. Uh, to make that two, one for Kelly Betts, one for Catherine Boyle. (laughs) In a big roll, nice big roll. See you later, bye. With, With ketch. Yeah, bye. All right, mate. He's gone. He's just, he's just hung up on me. I, 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 I know that means he's shooting off to uh, the local uh, fine restaurant to get us some food. Dean's in Stoke Hammond. Good morning, Dean. Yeah, good morning, Ian. I hope you're going to pay for all that, because you know the BBC presenters aren't allowed to take bribery. Oh, no, of course we're not. But by the way, if Microsoft are listening, I will certainly take one of those new Xbox One machines off your hands. Anyway, I probably will get told off for that, actually. Uh, Dean, what have you called in about? Uh, rubbish show as always, Ian. Excellent, thank you. Um, keep Dennis on. My vote, yes. You, well, now, why, why? We're getting so many complaints about Dennis, saying he's dull, he's, he's stupid, he's boring. Why, why would you like to keep him? Uh, because he gives you a hard time. Oh, I see. Is that, is that the only... He doesn't give me a hard time. I put him completely in his place. Well, at least he argues with you, which is... Uh... Anyone that argues with you is this, a nightmare. This, 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 is, this, is, this is what prompted this. This is the email I got yesterday from Pete. Dear Ian, can you try and limit Dennis from Dunstable? Twice in two days, I've woken up to his whining northern voice. I expect the news at 7.30, not Dennis. What would you say to someone like Pete? Uh, yeah, life. Yeah, okay. Den- uh, Dean, thank you very much indeed. Uh, this is slightly more one-sided than I was expecting it to be. The people have spoken. It, it looks like, unless we get a huge backlash, um, it looks like Dennis is going to be saying. Um, Dob says, sack Lee, hire Dennis. Gillian says, have Dennis and the other fella on every day. They are the real talent. Give them their own show. Leon, give him his own show. April, Dennis should be on, uh, on every day. Give him his own show. Jane says, daily, Dennis makes good radio. Did Dennis win an award last week for best broadcast interview? I don't think he did. I did. I did. Well, I didn't last week. It was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, all right, fair play. Nettie says, I like Ian Lee. Dennis, give him five minutes daily. Okay, well, there you go. You see, that's that. That's uh, you can have your say. Facebook.com. If you want to see what Dennis looks like, there is a picture of him on the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Is uh, Catherine Boyle, is Dealey doing, doing anything for the rest of the show apart from getting our breakfast? Um. No, I mean, what else do we need him to do? Well, let's, let's get him to go out on the street and ask people whether Dennis should stay or go. Yeah. yeah? Do we dump Dennis? Yep. Yeah, do we, what? Do we dump Dennis? Do we dump Dennis? Okay, let's, let's put that out there. Let's have a quick look at some of the other front pages. Uh, the Independent. Oh, the high street giants avoiding millions in tax. Pizza Express? No! 
£77 million tax avoided by Eurobond scheme. They've avoided £77 million. Pets at Home have avoided £23 million. How on earth is Pets at Home making enough money to avoid £23 million worth of tax? My friend, uh, it was my, <laughs> my friend, she's a young mum. And uh, she lives in uh, Bristol, or Bath, Bristol, I think it is. And there's not a lot to do sort of near where they live, but there's a Pets at Home nearby. So they take, they, she takes the kids down to Pets at Home for like a little trip to a free zoo. But apparently on a Sunday after, wet Sunday afternoon, uh, those big pet superstores are full of parents. We do it too. Really? She hasn't worked out as a shop yet. No. And it's the thing we bribe her with to get around the shops. If you're good, we'll go and see the rabbits. But in a pet shop? They don't know it's a pet shop. I think do it's the, some sort of animal museum. Do the staff? Do the staff? <laughs> they never... get them out so you can have a stroke. Really? Yeah. But they don't go. You, you, listen, uh, Miss, you, you were in here last the last four weeks. Are you actually going to buy anything? No, they don't say anything like that. They yeah. don't mind. I um, had to clean out the rabbit hutch last night. Mm. Benjamin Bunny's become my job to look after that rabbit. Oh, who knew that would happen? Who knew? And it was full of wee wee, poo poos. Detritus, all kinds of horrible things. What That's kind of detritus? What, fag ends? Yeah. Chewing gum? Yeah, discarded magazines. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, did you want a scrambled egg roll or so, bap? Uh, bap. Did, is there a difference, actually? A, a, a big bap with catch. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and as I was cleaning out the poo-poo and the wee and the detritus... OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had a spiritual connection. This is true. I had a spiritual connection with the rabbit... With the universe, with the co- with everything around me, I was spiritually connected. For a second, I achieved Zen. What you got it on your hands? Well, a little bit, but I didn't mind. I got it on my hands. I was cleaning it. I thought, oh, I've got to clean this flipping rabbit. Oh, this is actually quite quite. It's like, it was like a meditation. It was wonderful. Getting your hands dirty with nature. I was dealing with nature. I was helping one of God's creatures. It was quite spiritual. Meanwhile, Benjamin's looking at you saying, when are you going to let me go? <laughs> Never. It's never going to happen. Anyway, some of the other shops that... Uh, British Home Stores, is that still going? I, th- I thought British Home Stores closed at the same time that CNA did. Well, hey, British Home Stores are avoiding, according to this story here, £11 million in tax. Uh, Pret-a-Manger, £7.8 million. In the third part of this newspaper's investigation into Britain's biggest corporations, we focus on the stores that dominate your town. Many of Britain's best-known high street chains are avoiding millions of pounds in tax through the controversial Eurobond scheme. Well, listen, it's legal. They're not breaking the law. And if these, if these um, gaps are there... If these gaps are there, then people should be... Uh, I had a, a little chat with my accountant yesterday. He said... He said the magic two words to me yesterday, Catherine. Oh, yes. Pot- oh, three words. Potential tax rebates. <gasps> Potential Ooh. tax rebate. Lunch is, on, lunch is on Kelly Bet still. I'm not spending it. OK, no. when it comes through. When it comes through, I'm not spending it. 7.45, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, the Bedford Southern Bypass A421, still one lane closed off by an accident. This one involving three cars. It's just by this A603 turn. Getting lots of coarseness. Thank you for that. It's not too bad for as far as traffic is concerned, anyway. N25, it's very slow. Anti-clockwise, you're slowing down from, in fact, from Junction 27 up to Potters Bar. You then slow down again from the M1 right up to the M40 at Junction 16. Uh, M40, London bound, of course, is a slow one from Handycross Junction 4 up to Loudwater. Uh, and northbound on the motorway, that's queuing as well. Uh, from the Denham roundabout up towards uh, the M25. More details on bbc.co.uk forward slash three counties. It's all on there. Uh, trains looking fine. Uh, Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 
7.46. It's uh, Wednesday the 23rd of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. MPs in Bedfordshire say they have concerns with the way the Barnfield Federation is operating following confirmation it's under investigation by two government departments. A royal enthusiast from Hertfordshire has been camping outside uh, St James's Palace all night to be ready for today's royal christening. Yay, Prince George, christening day. And in sport, England's Gareth Hock will miss the Rugby League World Cup after being axed from their squad for what officials describe as serious breaches of team discipline. Coming up, we'll be speaking to Tony Fisher about the Hatfield incinerator. But before that, let's get the weather with Georgina Bennett. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We've just got to get these rather lively showers out the way and things start to improve later on. We start off with some strong southwesterly winds, but they should ease as well. And then it starts to feel quite a bit fresher, but we should have some sunny spells this afternoon. Temperatures reaching 16 degrees Celsius. Tonight, a fairly clear night, but mist and fog patches developing in the early hours of the morning. Certainly cooler than it has been of late through the night, with the temperatures down to 7 degrees Celsius. And tomorrow, a largely dry day with lighter winds, sunny intervals, but cloud increasing in the afternoon. Certainly a much drier picture with temperatures up to 16 degrees Celsius. Friday, we've got some heavy rain at first, which should clear later on, and then scattered showers and sunny spells on Saturday, followed by wet and windy weather on Sunday. That's your latest forecast. Every consumer problem has an unhappy customer. They've actually deleted the main account instead of attaching my one to it. We ordered it and when we got home we checked the measurements and it just will not fit. A company. We've asked the council, now they come up with a new excuse, it's not them, it's down to the highways. And he said, well I'm sorry, that's your policy, oh well maybe next time you'll learn not to open the box. And me getting to the bottom of it all. And they confirmed that they would return my excess and that my no claims bonus would not be affected. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Weekdays from 9, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, protesters came out in force last night to voice their opposition to the controversial new Barnfield incinerator near Hatfield. It's a story we've covered many times. We've certainly heard a lot of angry voices on this show. A public inquiry was, uh, into the bid by energy firm Veolia finishes this week. Well, we sent our reporter, Tony Fisher, along to the specially convened evening session, which was held at the Fielder Centre, and he joins me now in the studio. Uh, Tony, briefly, what is the argument against this proposal? Well, Ian, we've heard them many times before. It's on Greenbelt, it's on a hill, so it'd be very visible. It's 42 metres high. It's near a special school, which I'll come to later. Also near Hertfordshire University, which someone pointed out last night. They've had to move a library as a result of this. There'll be 450 lorry movements a day. People have mentioned on this programme about house prices maybe dropping. A chartered surveyor said 20 to 30% drop. Wow. Yep. Uh, it's near the historic Hatfield House, which, as we know, was home of Queen Elizabeth I. Uh, and the, the final kick in the teeth, really, for the for the uh, for the public, is it's costing us the taxpayer almost half a million pounds, uh, half of which is just going towards paying for Veolia's own legal fees, a topic that we have covered uh, on this radio station before. Um, this is Grant Shapps speaking ahead of the meeting last night. He was again questioning the need for the incinerator in the area. If you're going to build an incinerator, and I know there are many views about that in the first place, then why would you build it on a hill? If you're going to build an incinerator, why would you build it in a town that's struggling to get itself refurbished and back in the, yeah. in the game, like Hatfield? Yeah. If you're going to build an incinerator, 
Why would you build one which is far bigger than the amount of waste which could be produced from this town, from Hertfordshire as a whole, or even uh, beyond the county's edges into London? The answer is in every single one of these cases that this was a decision which appears to have been made before the evidence was even even gathered to support it. One of the main concerns, you mentioned that we've heard it a lot, is the fact that the uh, incinerator would sit, sit, next, sit next to excuse me, a special school. And more of this was mentioned last night, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I've been to this special school and the head teacher there argued that the, 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 the whole incinerator business would form part of the curriculum. But last night, Anne Griffin, who's from the local branch of the National Autistic Society, herself a mother of two children with Asperger's and ADHD, said that she was very concerned that the evidence uh, by Hertfordshire County Council on the noise level from the plant and from the lorry movements going past the school every day was misleading. And she said that they could be sensed by some children as extremely physically painful and there wouldn't be enough time for them to adapt uh, to to the incinerator and the lorry movements. Um, she said that in response to all of this, she was told by Caroline Wells, who's in charge of special needs at Arts County Council, that the children, unbelievably, could wear head masks. Sorry? that was so. Caroline Wells? Yes, we, who's in charge of a special needs. I can give you a full title if you want. Uh, she's at Hearts County Council. Uh, she has apparently told her that in response to this, the children could wear head masks or well, some sort of protective uh, head earmuffs or something to protect them from the sound of the lorries and the constant noise, Anne Griffin says, from the plant. Now, we are hearing this secondhand from Anne Griffin. I, I, I suggest mm. a call to, to uh, Miss Wells should be uh, made to find out if she actually... If she did say I that, think, I think, I think we, 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 we haven't obviously had time to, nope. to verify this, but this is what Anne Griffin told the public inquiry last wow. night, uh, and uh, this is, is what Aunt Caroline Wells apparently told her. We'll look into that. Margaret Eames, um, who is she? Margaret Eames, she's a public health specialist. She happens also to live in Hatfield. This These is what she children said. children are vulnerable. Um, they are actually in a, in a really good site at the moment because it's quiet it's away from main roads. It's right next to a site of natural beauty where the great crested newt is in the ponds and they can go for their walks around those ponds. But Do you agree with the lady, Anne Griffin, who said that the, the noise from the plant and from the lorry movements could be extremely physically painful for the children? Um, I, I have to say I'm not particularly an autistic child expert, but they do experience different pain to us and i if she said that she is the expert and i think it's very likely yes what about the meeting itself there was a bit of a heated exchange yes uh, andrew bosfield who works for private eye was talking about a whistleblower in the private testing emissions industry who sent him details about how operators can choose the days when the testers come so it's not random like when the cqc for instance visits a care home uh, companies pay for the test, he says, and if it's not good enough, they'd come back and do another one. Now, the implication being that they don't always publicise uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, uh, the, the less favourable results. Wow. Uh, now, we can't vouch for this. Uh, we don't know if this is true, but that's what he was saying. That's what he told the public inquiry last night. Needless to say, the lawyers for Veolia and Hearts County Council questioned him on this, uh, saying his evidence was untested. Um, it got a little bit heated. Here's a little snapshot of him and the lawyers. Did you have any input to Mrs. Eames' material to the inquiry this morning? Uh, no, I didn't. Why did you think it necessary to 
make such a late contribution to the inquiry today. I'm a reporter for Private Eye magazine. I'm not paid by the public purse to be here. I'm here reporting a story. Uh, I was aware that the public health evidence would be dealt with today. I came this morning, I watched your performance this morning, uh, and uh, I've since produced a witness statement which I've served on you to consider, and I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> now finally, we didn't hear from the council or Veolia last night, but what do they say? Well, we, we have spoken to them in the past, uh, Ian, so it's only fair to say what they say. They help. Uh, they say that the, the priority is to help residents reduce, reuse and recycle more and more of their waste. Uh, obviously, the landfill costs, it'll cost them taxpayers around £25 million this year, so doing nothing is not an option. Um, Veolia's proposed facility is the right one, they say. Um, it wouldn't only end the County Council's reliance on landfill, which is expensive and environmentally damaging. It will also generate electricity uh, enough to power the equivalent of 50,000 homes. Now, Grant Shapps at the beginning said, not in principle against a, a, a waste incinerator, and he did propose an alternative site back in 2008. We're going back a long time mm -hmm. here. Um, but he said the uh, the council really didn't take any notice. So, um, this is the last week of this public inquiry. Closing statements heard tomorrow and Friday, when the inquiry will end, and then a decision by the Secretary of State, who knows, but not inspected until early next year. Tony, thank Thank you very much. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Steve, the Meltman's on the line. Morning, Steve. Steve. Steve! We've lost Steve the Meltman. Unbelievable behaviour. Let's have a quick look at some of the other front pages of the newspapers. The Daily Mail. Uh, we must show a heart and conscience. Ex-Prime Minister warns the Tories. This is John Major. Do you remember John Major? He's kind of the forgotten Prime Minister, isn't he? You never hear from John Major these days. He's, he's stepped out of the shadows. Hit power firms with a windfall tax, Major urges MP, uh, PM. John Major yesterday told the Tories to show heart and social conscience as he proposed a windfall tax on energy firms. Hang on a second, hang on a second. If you tax the energy firms more, who's going to pay for it? Me! You see? I'm going to end up paying for it. I don't want to pay any more. Um, let's, uh, Paul's in Biggleswake. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Ian. Paul, what can I do for you? Hi, uh, I, um... I, I'd like to permission to hijack your programme for a second. Well, you but, permission but, but, granted. But, 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 thank you. But first of all, I'd just like to speak up um, in defence of uh, Dennis of Dunstable, who um, mm. I think should uh, call in as often as he likes. Why? I would, uh, because he's always makes a good, valid point, so Sorry? you disagree with him. We're talking about Dennis from Dunstable, yes? Yeah, Dennis from Dunstable. Well, to listen, Tony has uh, texted in, dump Dennis, please. I try to time it when Dennis is on, so that I'm in the bathroom doing my ablutions. If you do keep him on, tell him to cheer up. Uh, well, uh, well, he's always cheerful, he gives me, a, gives me a laugh, so I'll give Dennis the thumbs mm, up. Okay. But here's the point where I would like to hijack oh, you. Oh dear, here we uh, go. And I challenge you, oh, yeah. challenge you not to cut me off. I'm not going to be offensive. Okay. Mm. Just a bit controversial. Okay. Okay. The reason why Dennis is such a valuable asset to Three Counties Radio is because he's a caller who calls in and airs his opinion. Yeah. Three Counties Radio used to be a great radio station. Yeah. It's, it, what you're doing is very good work, Ian. I've got no gripe with you at all. From Thank you. 7 till 9 o'clock, excellent. What about from excellent. 6 till 7? Is that from how I know good? 6 to 7, I don't do it because, no. because you're playing music. Four songs. And... and, and uh, well, whatever. Now, you know, Three Counties Radio never used to be a program, a radio yeah. station that played music. And yeah. and now we're, we're, we have to suffer 
rubbish like Nick Coffer in the afternoon. Whoa, 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 Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to let you be rude to any of my colleagues well, okay. who are... No, who, I'm not going to let you be rude to any of my colleagues no, who are not... No, so, Paul. Okay. Yes. I'm not going to let you be rude to any of my colleagues who are not here to defend themselves because that is unfair. Nick Coffer is, I think, does an excellent show that may not be to your taste, but lots of people do like it. I'm not saying anything. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty of. And I'm going to cut you off. Not, and you're going to think it's because I'm not going to let you say this, but I've let you say it. It's because we're running out of time. Uh, but that's the beauty of stations like Three Counties Radio is that you won't like all of it. You, you might like me. You might hate JVS. You might love Roberto. You might. But that's the beauty of it. You, you find the bits that you like and you stick with them. And other people find the. Some people hate me, Paul. Can you believe that? Can you I, believe that? I, I want people to phone... I would love people to phone in and give their opinion. I want to hear other people's opinions okay. on this. Paul, listen, I, I am going to have to let you go because we're late. And I know you're going to take that as a personal insult, but people can always phone in and have their opinions. 08459-455-555. That's the beauty of a station like BBC Three Counties. It's not like Heart, where you turn on Heart any time of the day, you're going to get exactly the same pap. You turn on something like this... You're going to get me, who some people love, some people hate. You're going to get Jonathan, who some people love, some people hate. Nick, who's talking to local artists and musical people and doctors and things like that. Some people love, some people hate. Roberto, that's the beauty of this station, Paul. But I appreciate your concerns. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Turns out we haven't got any travel. There's going to be some stuff happening on the roads and stuff. It doesn't matter. And always, always happy to take your comments on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, certainly on my show. I, don't, I can't speak for the other shows. But I will not let you come on and be rude about presenters who are not here to defend themselves. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Right, let's find out what's happening in the news with Ewan. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Ewan Duncan. The headline, savage attack results in man's death in garage of Luton Home. Two men operated in Milton Keynes after recent false widow spider bites and royal christening inspires Hertfordshire man to camp outside St James's Palace. BBC's Three Counties Radio. A 67-year-old man has died after what police called a savage and unprovoked attack in the garage of his Luton home yesterday. Police later arrested a man in connection with the incident, which happened in Carnegie Gardens. The trial of a man charged with the murder of a Luton teenager is due to start today at Luton Crown Court. Mark Hanol of Trent Road in the town has been charged with the murder of 19-year-old Ryan Burke in Milliners Court on April the 25th. He's also been charged with an assault in Luton Town Centre the previous day. A chain of academies and free schools in Bedfordshire is being investigated by two government departments over its operational finances, BBC Three Counties Radio can reveal. The the Barnfield Federation, which runs eight institutions in the county, says it's engaging with the investigation. Our political reporter Paul Scoynes has the story. The investigation has been launched by the Department for Education and the Skills Funding Agency, who have not confirmed the scope of the inquiry. However, sources at the Federation say it relates to finances, specifically operational. There is no suggestion of fraud, and the Federation says this is not an investigation into teaching at any of its academies or schools. The MPs for Luton and the MP for Mid-Bedfordshire have told BBC Three Counties they've each written to the Education Secretary Michael Gove about their concerns, which relate to these allegations, and in the case of Ms Dorries, an application for a free school which failed earlier this year. 
Protesters came out in force last night to voice their opposition to the controversial new Barnfield incinerator near Hatfield. A public inquiry into the bid by energy firm Veolia is entering its sixth and final week. Surgeons at Milton Keynes Hospital operated on two young men with suspected false widow spider bites in the space of a fortnight. Riaz Haris from Shenley Brook End was treated for a deep wound to his foot, while Matt Ruff was left with a huge hole in his leg. He caught the spider that bit him and it's been sent off for tests. Terry Fricker runs a pest control business that covers Milton Keynes, but told this programme he hasn't seen a false widow spider locally. We have come across some web spiders which similarly have a poisonous bite, but they're like very, very rare in this country. A royal enthusiast from Hertfordshire has been camping outside St James's Palace all night to be ready for today's royal christening. Prince George, the third in line to the throne, is to be christened by the Archbishop of Canterbury at three o'clock. Terry Hutt from Royston says he's made a placard for the occasion. In sport, MK Don slipped up at home to Carlisle in League One last night, but Stevenage had an encouraging 3-0 win at Crewe. Wickham's League Two match at Portsmouth was abandoned. There'll be heavy showers at first today, but it'll be mainly dry with the maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Road. A bit of a ramshackle show today, but we're bumping along quite nicely. It's not, not, not a particularly uh, a, a bad thing to say about the show. It's just a little bit all over the shop. We do that from time to time. Lots coming up between now and Jonathan Vernon Smith uh, at nine o'clock, including more on those horrible, nasty spiders that are in Milton Keynes. Two gentlemen have had very nasty bites from spiders. We'll find out exactly what's going on in a few minutes. Joe Brown, it's National Joe Brown Day. Are you celebrating? Fingers crossed. The wind's blowing in the right direction. We'll have him on before nine o'clock. And Dennis from Dunstable, he's a regular caller. Some of you love him. Lots of you hate him. Does he get to stay? You can either call him once a week or whenever he chooses. Dear listener, it's over to you. Have your say on this and more. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text, 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Earlier on, we mentioned the uh, pet superstore, Pets at Home, because according to uh, The Independent, they are avoiding legally £23 million uh, tax. And I told you about a friend of mine who um, takes her kids to pets at home when it's a bit rainy. Catherine Boyle says, oh, you know, I've done that. Turns out loads of you are doing that. Scott was tweeting me, yeah, I take my boy to pets at home when the weather's a bit miserable and there's nothing else to do. Uh, Louise says, visiting pets at home for a rainy day trip with the kids will backfire eventually. You'll end up with two guinea pigs, two gerbils and a hamster. It's amazing, this, this world that goes on with parents when there's nothing to do on a wet and windy day. Put them in the back of the car, go to the local pet shop. 08459 555 555. Now, talking of pets, this isn't a pet, this is... There are some people that keep spiders, aren't there? That's just weird. That is weird. Why would you keep a spider as a pet? The reason we're talking about spiders is because it's thought the false widow spider may have struck twice in the space of two weeks in South Milton Keynes. Two young men, Riaz Harris from Shenley Brookend and Matt Ruff, underwent surgery for deep wounds. One to the foot, one to the leg, which doctors said were consistent with bites of the false widow. 
Matt Ruff caught the spider that bit him and it's been sent away for tests. Now, this isn't the first we've heard of uh, false widows in Milton Keynes. Two years ago, Kirsten Gallagher from Bletchley was bitten by a venomous spider. Here's her conversation with our reporter, Tony Fisher. I had to pass the area that they were spotted in. Again, I didn't know that they were there at the time. This information only came to me afterwards. Um, I was passing that area twice a day, three times a day. Um, So possibly it could have just come on to me and without me realising it's bitten me. Because at the time I didn't actually feel the bite. But within hours of the bite, I then felt quite poorly and realised there was something wrong. This whole thing is making me very, very uncomfortable. Well, are the false widows back? Milton Keynes Council wouldn't come on to the programme, but they, they did say in a statement, if you see one, contact pest control. Yeah, nice advice, Milton Keynes Council, thanks. Or stamp on it with your boot. Uh, Colin Elcombe is a spider expert at Oakland's College in St Albans. Good morning, Colin. Morning. These false widow spiders, are they common in England? Um, they're, they're becoming increasingly so. Um, they've actually been in the country for over a century already. Um, and they are spreading further um, this way. Um, they've, they've traditionally been um, along the south coast, but with the, the mild winters we've been receiving, they're actually spreading up towards London and home counties now, yeah. What do they look like? Um, they're, they're quite a, a small spider, about the size of a 50 pence coin. Um, large, large abdomens or bodies uh, with some cream markings on their abdomen and some reddish orange legs. I've seen pictures of these bites. They're flipping horrible. How dangerous can they be? Uh, well, they're, 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 they're on the, the list as, as Britain's most venomous uh, spider, but even so, most people are only going to experience some localised swelling and some tingling um, to, to the area of the bite. They're, they're, in terms of dangerous, they're, they're, I wouldn't class them as that dangerous. Um, there's never been a recorded death in the UK. Colin, can I ask you a personal question, sir? Yeah. Am I detecting an Australian accent? <laughs> you, you are, but I'm, I'm not Australian. Oh, are you not? Well, how come no, you've got... I, have you spent lots of time over in Australia? I, I, I have been over there, but I've, I've just always had a bit of a twang. Oh, really? I was, cause I was just thinking, if you were Australian, then, then these spiders, these false widows, would be nothing compared to what they have over there. They, they aren't compared to what they have over there, no. What, what are some of the worst spiders you, you, you get around the world? What, 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 what could be the worst situation? Well, obviously, some of the, 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 the smaller spiders, the, the, uh, the namesake of this one, the Black Widow, um, the, some, some of the, the, the spiders that they the get in Australia, which are, are a lot larger and um, are capable of delivering a lot more venom, um, are obviously going to be a lot more dangerous than this one. If a colony of uh, white, spiders, uh, white widows is uh, uh, found... Um, uh, sorry, false widows is, is found and yeah. then it's eradicated. What are the chances of them coming back? Well, it's, it's like any, any spider, really. If you, if you keep a nice clean house, they're not going to want to set up shop in, in your window. Um, so, I mean, they, they are in the country. They're here to stay. We're not going to get rid of them. Mm. Um, but like, like any of these, these, these animals, if you, you keep an environment where they don't want to live in, then they're not going to come back. And if you see one, uh, Colin, what's the best thing to do? Whack it over the head with a rolled-up newspaper, stamp on it? I wouldn't advise it. The, 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 the times when people do get bitten are when they're, they're trying to interfere, interfere with this animal. So right. I'd, 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 tend to leave, I'd advise to leave them alone um, and admire them. Um, 
obviously if you do if you don't want to have these spiders in your house or or where you're living then you need to to make the environment somewhere they don't want to be to get rid of their webs and keep it nice and clean colin i appreciate your time this morning colin elcom spider expert at oakland's college in st albans i cannot stand spiders on this, this whole conversation is making me very uncomfortable there was talk there was talk of bringing in some spider person with a load of spiders into the studio. I stopped that one immediately. If that ever happens, Catherine Boyle, producer of the show, mm-hmm. if that ever happens, I will walk out of the studio, get in my car and go home. Really? I'm not doing one of those wacky reports where I get to hold a tarantula. Not doing it. What if it's in a tank? No. Just looking at you? No. They look at you funny. Years ago, we had, we, on a TV show, they, they, they had a load of uh, big tank of spiders and it was on the other side of the studio and I said, I'm not going to go and do that. Go, go and get Daisy to do it. I'm not going over there. What if I get a tank with a little hole in it Oh. and you put some goggles on and we stick your head in it? Oh, for goodness sakes. What a, what a horrible, horrible thing to say. Why did you say that to me? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to have uh, your say on horrible spiders. Steve's a milkman. Morning, Steve. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Steve. What can I do for you? Two things about butter and spiders. I suppose I can talk you about. Oh, a nice come out and... spider sandwich. Yeah, you can come out and come out around with me sometimes because it's lovely. You walk up people's path and then you get a nice face full of cobwebs. Oh, oh, the face full of cobwebs <laughs> is one of the worst yeah. things. No, the face full of cobweb isn't too bad. It's when you feel something wriggling on the back of your head. That's please, when it can gets we, oh, Steve, please, can we move on? This is horrible. Yes, OK. This thing about, this story about the butter. Yes, so, the, the, the biggest it, recap, for those who missed it, it's on the front page of the Daily Express. Eating fat is good for you. So butter and cheese, uh, it can reduce the risk of heart disease. So that's good. So that means I can eat my crunching up cornflakes and not worry about it then. Well, is there butter in your crunching up cornflakes? No, I, I I don't use milk. I use double cream. You use double cream on your cereal? Yeah, I, I, only on crunching up cornflakes. That sounds awful, but also, I've got to be honest, wonderful at the same time. I bet that's delicious. It is. You, you have to leave it for a little while, and the honey from the cornflakes gets into the cream, and it's just absolutely delicious. Double cream? Yes. That's so, that is, well, I'm saying it's naughty. It turns out it's not naughty, that you're probably going to live till 120 as a result yeah, of that. Absolutely. I should hope so. Steve, thank you for that. I'm, that. That does, oh, double cream on crunching up cornflakes. Yes, please. I could try that. Carol's in St Albans. That sounds like a delicious, if naughty, breakfast cereal, doesn't it? Oh, so I'm in Stevenage. Oh. Yeah, OK. Let's, let's try it again. Hang on. Carol in Stevenage. Yeah, that sounds like a delicious right. but slightly naughty um, yeah. the cereal, doesn't it? Oh, well, I, 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 I don't eat cereal, so I... Oh. Do you, what, what, do you, what do you have for your breakfast, then? Toast. What do you have on your toast? Just toast. Like that song. Do you... A little bit of toast? Just toast. Little bit of toast? Yes, that's it. So what do you... Do you have margarine or butter on there? I have... I have margarine, yeah. Oh, margarine's Both bad for you. Butter, yeah. Butter's yeah. better for you, it turns out. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go for that. Go and buy some Lurpak yeah. and, and Definitely. spread it on. Definitely. But you've not called in about butter or crunchy nut cornflakes or to sing an obscure Paul Young B-side. You've called in about Dennis from Dunstable. Yeah. Should we get rid of him? No. Oh. No, you might as well not have a, a call-in radio station if you're going to ban anybody. Well, I've banned Dave quite well, a lot. Uh, but but it, is, is, is Dennis not a little not, bit tedious? No, he's not. He's brilliant. He's good. He, he, he's a 
Voice of Reason. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Dennis from Dunstable, the, vo- the yeah. 88-year-old Voice of Reason. Yeah, he is. He, so, he comes on and, and you can say, yeah, OK, that's all right. So, Carol, you're, you're thinking that you, your vote goes to keep Dennis, he can call in as often as he Definitely. likes. yeah. OK, yeah, Carol, I appreciate your, your uh, call this morning. It's Carol from Stevenage. Lots of comments on Facebook. Um, uh, oh, for goodness sake... Uh, let's uh, let's replace Ian Lee and call it The Dennis Show. Uh, Get him on every day, says Sue. He's made me laugh this morning when he tried to sell himself to get votes. That was pretty pathetic. Oh, look, breakfast has just arrived. Give Dennis a regular slot. Christina says, actually, Dennis and the lady from Hemel who calls him regularly. The lady who said fat people are repulsive. That was Lynn, I think, wasn't it? It'll make a cracking five-minute slot. Did you hear my my, uh, inner monologue then? Just say, yeah. Uh, Simon says, uh, bring back Tina Beloveth Powers. Great radio. Uh, well, she, she will be back at some point. We're looking into that story more. Um, D- Drake says, I like Ian, I like Dennis, but which one is the best? There's only one way to find out. Fight! Um, and uh, James says, I'm actually uh, budding, d- bigging Dennis up for an MBE. He is like a god to me. <laughs> I try to live my life by the thoughts and sayings of Dennis. <laughs> wow, I heard Captain Boyle laugh through the glass then. <laughs> that was so loud. So if you turn him off, I will have to go back to pretending to be interested in what my wife is yapping on about. Well, James, thank you very much for those wise words. Right, it's 8.15. Let's get the travel now with Bill. Bill, take your time as my breakfast has just arrived. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, in that case, uh, Bedford Southern Bypass, this seems to be the main issue this morning. One lane, one lane closed off uh, by an accident. It's uh, just by the A603, so we had a whole plethora of calls in this. It's died down slightly, so keep those calls coming again, all tweaked even. Uh, just checking the sensors, uh, the traffic seems to be coping without too much of a delay, but you have got lane two staying blocked. Now, it's between the exit and the entry slip road. So it's the Bedford Southern Bypass, the A421, just by the A603. If you're on your way to work right now, if you're just about to leave the house, you will be held up by that. They've still uh, got the recovery process ongoing. Uh, just staying in Bedford for Kimbolton Road. That's looking slow as well right now. Uh, Bishop Stortford, news just in for you. Sandstead Road closed off. That's been flooded by Parsonage Lane, so there's a diversion which takes you via Dun- uh, Dunmow Road and the A120, the A120. Uh, to the motorways, M25, it is heavy going. Been checking my sensors for this one around Junction 23 South Mims. You're being held up, of course, uh, by those ongoing works. Also heavy going, the M1 southbound, Junction 11, right up towards the M25. Public transport, if you're getting the train into one of the London terminals, all looking OK. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Excellent timing, Bill. Thank you. 8.16. It's Wednesday, the 23rd of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 67-year-old man has died after what police called a savage and unprovoked attack in the gar- garage of his Luton home yesterday. Surgeons at Milton Keynes Hospital have operated on two young men following suspected false widow spider bites. In sport, England's Gareth Hock will miss the Rugby League World Cup after being axed from their squad for what officials describe as serious breaches of team discipline. Coming up... Well, we should all be very, very excited. Why? Well, because of this. Yay, Prince George, christening day. Yeah. Are you celebrating it? 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Saturdays on BBC Three Counties Radio are about... Six minutes past six, starting your Saturday morning. Let's get stuck straight into the news. Memories. Let's begin with the UK charts from this day. 1980. Food. My Weekend Kitchen brings you delicious, simple recipes for you to make at home. Sport. Live commentary every week from your local team. And local unsigned music. BBC Introducing, bringing you local music to beds, hearts and bucks. For full programme details, go online to bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Saturdays on BBC Three Counties Radio. Boom shakalaka. Oh. Yes, it's been a bit of a slapdash show today and I don't mind that. Has it? Yes. Sorry? I've not noticed. Well, hang on. That what? sounds... It, first glance, oh, it's a compliment. <laughs> At second glance, hang on. Third glance, what did you just say? No. <laughs> what? What? Let me translate that, dear, dear listener. It always sounds slapdash. <laughs> that's not what I meant. OK, let's try it again. No, it's it's been a very good show. Oh, that's a lie. What? <laughs> It's been adequate at best. At best. <laughs> no, it's been fun. You've made me laugh. Okay. It's been fun. Okay, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. I'm hoping to get Joe Brown on the show before the end. Of I the liked show. that song you played earlier, Mister Blue Sky. It, it was good, wasn't it? Yes. Trying to get him on before the end of the show. Very good. And also today, of course, is Yay Prince George christening day. That man. Uh, that man <laughs> yes. runs a pub. I liked him. He was. He was very enthusiastic. Wasn't he was he? very enthusiastic. What are you doing to celebrate? Uh, well, personally, yeah. Well, to be honest, I'd forgotten all about it until I turned your very fine show on this morning. That's what BBC is here for. I'd forgotten all about it, so I've not made any preparations. Okay, well, but now I know I might go home and make a quiche. Beautiful. Happy christening day, Prince George. Thanks. Wasn't to you. Oh. What's in your show today? Coming up this morning on the big phone-in, I'm asking, would raising the winter fuel allowance help you this winter? The former Prime Minister, Sir John Major, has called for an emergency tax on the profits uh, of the top UK energy firms. The ex-Conservative leader told the BBC price rises of more than 10% were unacceptable and some kind of action is needed. Mr Major argues that a windfall tax would generate money that could be spent on extra winter fuel payments. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views and whether this is the answer. It, this energy price situation is rumbling on and on. Oh, yes. Um, and it seems to be now affecting more and more people as all of the energy companies are, are you know, joining the bandwagon and they're, they're putting their prices up as well. Yeah. It would appear to me... The Labour Party, they came out, didn't they, straight away. They were the first ones to claim this. And they came out and they said, right, well, if we were in power, we'd put a freeze. We'd stop them from mm. doing it. Then, of course, the, the energy companies then started to put their prices up. So what was David Cameron's response? His response was, change company. Yeah. Well, what's the N- point in changing naive, company yes. if, you, if they're just going to put their prices up as well? Yep. So now John Major seems to have come out and said, well, you know what? I think the best thing to do is the government needs to help people now. Mm. And then what we'll do is we'll just tax all the energy companies in the new year. When we've uh, worked out how much it's costing the government, we'll just uh, we'll slap a great big tax on them. Nobody seems to know exactly what to do, but mm. it would appear that the only people that don't have a very clear idea is the government at the moment. Yep. So is this the right way of doing it? Do you think that Sir John Major is quite right? What they need to do is increase the winter fuel payment now, help yep. the poorest, most vulnerable people pay their bills, 
and then just tax the energy companies in the new year. If they tax the energy companies, though, we'll pay for that. Our bills will Ult- go up again, won't ultimately, they? Ultimately, yes. So it's, it's, it's a dog chasing its tail. I guess so, because they're, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, actually, sorry, shareholders. We'll, uh, yes, we'll, you'll get less money. Mm. We'll, we'll give you less of a payment on your yep. shares. So ultimately, it will be the other energy providers that pay a bit more. But then, is that fair? You know, if people who ultimately can pay their increasing electricity and gas bills, if they have to pay a bit more in order to help elderly or vulnerable people who can't pay their bills, is that a price worth paying? Mm. We'll just go, oh, you're looking a little unsure. No, I, I, no I'm, I'm trying to get my head around it because it is so complicated. It, mm. it, it, is, it is a complicated thing. I, I still don't quite understand how the energy companies claim to only make 5% profits. I know they're paying taxes and green d- d- things and things like that, but they only make 5% profit on your gas and your heating. But but everybody is saying that these increases they're they're implementing they're not fair. No. They're not the wholesale price of gas and electricity is not going up. Mm. Certainly not to these kinds of levels. So why on earth do they think that a ten percent increase, as many of the companies yep. seem to be implying, they're going to put into place? Why do they think they think that's fair? The elderly and the poor need to be helped because people will die this year because they can't turn the heating on. They will die. So some they need definitely needs to be helped. I, I don't know the best way of doing it. I, I wouldn't so, have to do it. Well, if, if what you've said is right, surely the winter fuel payment, just put it up. Yep, yep. Give people an extra couple of hundred quid this, this winter, mm. then at least elderly people will, will relax and say, it's okay. I don't have to leave the heating off when I'm actually sitting here shivering. I can put it on because I'm going to get an extra couple of hundred quid. And that's ultimately what we want, isn't it? But poor people are struggling as well. The poor people who use the energy keys, uh, the, the, they're, paying, they're on the highest tariff, which seems crazy. To me, if you've got an energy key, you're paying more per unit than I'm paying. But here's here's an argument. Yeah. Here's now this. I'm just putting this out for debate. I'm not okay. saying this is what I believe. But yes. there are some people who would suggest it's okay for younger people, because for younger people, just put on an extra jumper and go for a run around the block. Do some aerobics in your living room to young, warm up. Okay. Point taken. It's slightly different than Israeli people, but younger people with kids, young kids. What what difference does that make? Well. Well, you're put, yes, you can put a certain amount of jumpers on uh, children, but if, if you've got young kids... Well, can't like, you get them running around? I thought children ran around a lot anyway, kept warm. It's not healthy no? to have young children in a cold flat. Oh, you're talking about babies, though. I'm talking about all right, babies and toddlers, yes. Yeah, but you can get children moving around, can't you? What do you do with a baby? Swing it around your head? No. But you can wrap babies up very warm and snugly, can't you? Put them in a baby grow, or perhaps two... Duvet blanket. You haven't got children, have you? No. Okay, carry on. But I just wonder whether, you know, the most vulnerable, the people that really need the help, are the elderly people who can't do very much anything to warm up. You know, when you get to... I've got a grandmother who's nearly 100. She's going to be 100 this year, isn't she? No, next Next year. Next year. She's 99 in a couple of months' time, and then she'll be 100 next year. But she... It doesn't matter how many jumpers you put on her. Yep. She can't get warm. And it doesn't matter. You can't say to her, oh, you know, st- let's walk around and, and get, get warm. She can't walk, yep. hardly. So for people like that who literally have no way of being able to warm themselves up, they have no alternative than to artificially heat their homes. Yep. So they're the people that need the help, aren't they? The ones that need the help most. So is the answer winter fuel payment? We'll discuss all of this from nine. I think you should put Bobby a tenner in the card. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I was trying... Do your last line again. We'll cut this bit out. Go on. Uh, you can call me from nine oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Glenn is in Milton Keynes. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. Glenn, what can I do for you? Well, I was just about listening to you and Jonathan about the winter payments. Yes. Perhaps the lottery will give some money away now they're charging £2. To give the, give some money away to what? To the old-age pensioners, a donation to the old-age pensioners. But, but how would you get that to the old-age pensioners from the lottery? Well, that's a good one. Because there, there isn't, like, an old-age pension, you know, pensioners... It's not like giving it to a local arts uh, group or, you know, a local uh, children's charity. Uh, it would be difficult to distribute. And also, I guess the lottery would say, well, hang on a second, we're here to to support charities and things like that, not, not to do the job of the government or the energy companies. Very true, very true. I take your point, and it would be a great thing if they did, but it ain't going to happen, is it? No, I suppose not. But listen, I was just going to say one thing. Yes, go on. I was coming, I was coming out of uh, Heath and Reach in Leighton Buzzard. Oh, yes. F- following a bus, and there you were. Oh, yes. On the back of the bus. And did I... Did I did it, lots of people have said it looks like I'm picking my nose in that photograph. <laughs> Does it? No, not really, no. Good. But, Good. You have, but I have seen you on, on Sky TV and your finger, you do a lot of waving around with that finger. <laughs> <laughs> Glad, yes, I will. will end. Yes, I do a lot of weight. I do. I, 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 am I very... I suppose I am. I'll have to take notice of that throughout the day. Now, uh, it's very exciting news today. Are you excited? Are you celebrating? Are you planning something? Are you planning a little bit of... Yay, Prince George, christening day. Yeah, or are you not, are you not bothering? We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I'll tell you why. It is Prince George christening day. We sent Justin Dealey out to talk to people to see if they're excited. We'll play that in a little bit, because I think it's, it's well worth a listen. Some people are going over the... Uh, cock-a-hoop, is that a phrase? That's a phrase, isn't it? Cock-a-hoop. I was about to say it and thought, is that, is that rude? No, it's not. Cock-a-hoop. Some people are going cock-a-hoop about Prince George's christening day. Parties, celebrations. It's hardly a royal wedding or a royal funeral. Those are the things we like, aren't they? Royal weddings and royal funerals. You're putting a face, Kath, but that's when we all pull well, together. I would say I like a royal funeral, but there is a sense of occasion Oh, come there. on. That Diana funeral was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was, but I didn't like it. I, didn't I found like... it very heartrending. You watched it on the telly. I did. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, you I didn't en- have a party. You enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it. Why did you watch it then? There was a sort of air of tragic Ooh. What would you call it? Tragic interest. Tragic interest. That's a great, that's a great name for a, for a band. Uh, it, but it was very beautiful, wasn't it? And it, it was beautiful and, and, and it was moving and emotional. Exactly, powerful. And why we don't... Enjoy is the wrong word, you're right. But, but it's moments like that. F- weddings and funerals. It's the same with families. Weddings and funerals is the only time we get together. And when it's a royal wedding or a funeral, it's the only time the, the country gets mm-hmm. together. That's quite a good, good point that I've made there. I wish I'd thought of that earlier. Uh, but people don't seem to be pulling together for this christening. Well, no one's invited. We're not invited. No. None of our business, essentially. We'll, we'll see. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What are you doing to celebrate the royal christening? Or maybe you think that these these uh, people that are celebrating are losers, are idiots. They should go and get a life. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Well, the Bedford Southern Bypass still has one lane closed by three cars involved in an accident just by the A603. Uh, we're now getting lots of calls again in this, so that's good. Keep me busy. Uh, the, the delays aren't horrendous, though, but do watch out for that. Lane 2 stays blocked between the exits and entry slip roads. N25 anti-clockwise, you're crawling, winning from as far back as 27 up to 24 for Potter's Bar. You're then slowing down from Junction 23 for South Mimms, of course, with those ongoing works. N40 northbound, got some queues from the Denham roundabout from the start of the motorway uh, up towards the N25. Uh, just checking my sense for Dunstable, the high street. It's rush hour time, of course, not too bad. Uh, Milton Keynes, uh, H2, as you're driving towards Grafton Street, is looking pretty active. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Ewan Duncan. Police arrested a man in Warwickshire last night following the death of a 67-year-old man at his Luton home yesterday afternoon. The victim was subjected to an unprovoked and savage attack, according to police who who are appealing for information about the incident in Carnegie Gardens. Surgeons at Milton Keynes Hospital operated on two young men with suspected false widow spider bites in the space of a fortnight. Riaz Harris from Shenley Brook End was treated for a deep wound to his foot, while Matt Ruff was left with a huge hole in his leg. And a royal enthusiast from Hertfordshire has been camping outside St James's Palace all night to be ready for today's royal christening. Prince George, the third in line into the throne, is to be christened by the Archbishop of Canterbury at three o'clock. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello? What happened there? Ewan? Yeah, sorry there. Well, uh, you're right. Yeah, did you fall fine. off your stool or something? Yeah, I think I did. OK, uh, well, do you, you want to carry on? or do you, do you want, Please. OK, yeah. where you go, sir? Arsenal lost 2-1 at home to Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League last night, but still had their group. Midfielder Jack Wilshire says they made a poor start to the game. Yeah, I think we started the game a bit. It was a bit nervous, you know. I mean, they were a good team and, you know, they punished us. They scored a... They scored first, but we're not used to that, you know, especially this season, going 1-0 down at the Emirates, so we had to regroup. We showed good character, you know, in the first half, and Oli got a great goal, and he was back in it, and then the game was there, there for us, and it was there for them, it was even, and, you know, they got a good goal in the end. Chelsea won 3-0 at Schalke to go top of their group, while Celtic beat Ajax 2-1. Tonight, Manchester United host Real Sociedad, while Manchester City boss Manuel Pellegrini is unhappy with the state of the pitch ahead of their visit to CSKA Moscow. Locally, MK Dons lost 1-0 at home to Carlisle in League One, and Dons boss Carl Robinson had accepted he made an error. I made a mistake as well by making them three substitutions. I thought it would have injected a bit of speed and changed the formation, would have galvanised the fans and the players, and that didn't work will be fair to back to a 4-4-2 which people keep crying out for and we look very predictable and very boring for the last 20 minutes Also in League One Stevenage won 3-0 at Crewe and the Borough boss Graham Wesley says his team's improving steadily On the whole the squad has started to produce a lot more um, defensively we look much better organised um, offensively we look like we've got a threat and a goal in us and uh, you know the, the entire attitude of the team I think is changing the winning mentality is coming back Wickham's League 2 match at Portsmouth was abandoned at half-time because the pitch was waterlogged and manager Gareth Ainsworth felt that was the correct choice. You know, looking around at the ground now, Felix, it's definitely the right decision. It was dangerous for the players and more so probably dangerous for the fans. You know, the the, uh, the terracing and the seats are totally flooded. There must be, what, six, ten inches of water on there. So it's, uh, it's crazy. It's the most surreal thing I've seen. 
England's Gareth Hock will miss the Rugby League World Cup after being axed from their squad for what officials describe as serious breaches of team discipline. And the two leading women tennis players, Serena Williams and Victoria Azarenka, have won their opening matches in straight sets at the season-ending WTA Championships in Istanbul. Williams beat Angelique Kerber of Germany, while Azarenka defeated Italy's Sara Arani. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send us a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give us a call, 08459 455 555. I'm sorry, but we've been talking about spiders this morning. The reason... Well, it's because it's thought that the false widow spider may have struck twice in the space of two weeks in South Milton Keynes. Two young men, uh, uh, Har- uh, Riaz Harris uh, um, from Shenley Brookend, Harris Riaz, sorry, from Shenley Brookend, and Matt Ruff underwent surgery for deep wounds. Well, Nigel in Bletchley has called in. Good morning, Nigel. Good morning. So you, you've got a spider story, have you? Uh, yes. Do, um, do I want was... to hear this? Well, I'm not. Fa- do. I'm not a fan of spiders. Go on. Yeah, um, basically, about two years ago, just after when um, the lady found um, her one... Oh, yeah, Kirsten Gallagher from Bletchley, yeah, she got right. bitten, yeah. Yes. Um, I was moving bricks in the garden, and while moving them, I saw this strange, black, shiny spider. And I'd seen the article in the paper about her, and thought it looked strange, so I stopped what I was doing, checked up on the internet about it, and um, found out that we believed they were false widow spider. Oh, mate. So what did you do? After that, I was a bit ginger about moving the bricks sort of thing. Didn't really want to move, but I needed to get these bricks out of the way, so I carried on carefully with gloves on and things, and throughout moving the pile, I come across over 60. 60 of them? 60, as well as Ed Sachs as well. Oh, dear goodness gracious me. So, um, was, was with it... a screwdriver, I decided to dispose of them all as I was going along. Listen, we've got young ears listening, so speak delicately, Nigel, but what did, you, what did you do with the screwdriver? I just held it at a good distance and squidged them against the brick. I weren't, weren't actually going to pick them up or anything. So did I you go for the, uh, the screw end or the handle end? Uh, the screw end. A nice, big, flat-bladed screwdriver. At uh, least 60? Um, when you saw 60, did you see, were they all together, like in a sort of spider house? No, or it was individually? All spread out throughout the pile of bricks. And um, a few days before, we had a pet rabbit that used to roam in the garden, and we found it actually dead in the floor in the garden. And we believe now that that had been bitten by one of the spiders. So sadly, they'd been taken by that. So it was very concerning about all these spiders. Did did any of them bite you or anything? No, I I kept well clear so I didn't get bit. But we... um, contacted the council um environmental health and all the different people and most of them didn't know anything about the spiders and nobody was interested at all about them and the best they could say was just call out pest control but i'd already disposed of them so i didn't need for that and the, the so now i don't know a lot about uh, spider reproducing egg sacs yeah they they as far as i know they're like a sort of silky ball that the eggs are inside. Okay. So amongst the bricks they were stuck to a brick. Were, were there baby spiders in there? Um, 
there was little tiny pinprick or pinhead sized balls in there, oh, okay. which I assume were the eggs, so I made sure they were disposed of. Oh. But then only weeks ago, we found one in the kitchen and one in my daughter's bedroom. Oh, no. So we've disposed of them, but I'm sure if we looked in the garden again under slabs and things, we'd find more of them. Unfortunately, they're, as far as I can see, they're the sort of thing you you can suppress them, but we're never going to clear them all the way out of a garden. Well, this is this is another spider story, false widow spider story in Bletchley. What on earth are you lot up to over there, Nigel? Oh, I don't really know. Perhaps we have lots of witches and things ready for Halloween and some spiders to go on the webs. It could be. The Nigel, listen, thank you for... What a horrific story. 60 false widows. I, do, I, I hate spiders. I hate them. And I have got shivers down the back of my spine here. I'm feeling very, very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable indeed. Ah, dearie, dearie me. Now, we're talking this morning uh, about, well, Dennis from Dunstable. He's a, a regular caller of the show. Some say too regular. We had an email from a gentleman called Pete who uh, basically said, uh, uh, enough, enough. I, I time my ablutions so that I don't have to listen from Dennis in Dunstable. And we thought, well, let's, let's put this to, um, uh, let's put this to the, uh, the, the vote. Should we keep him or should we lose him? Barry's emailed him. Barry's not happy about this whole thing. Listen to this. Barry's not happy. Kath, have a listen to this. Barry is not pleased. Ian, you are privileged to be running a public-funded BBC programme which is supposed to encourage public engagement. You, however, seem to feel it is your show and you can ban callers at your will. Well, it's called the Ian Lee Show, so, yeah. Dennis, as an example, is never offensive and has a better radio voice than many. As a listener, he is entitled to call a talk show as often as he likes. It's in the power of the team, whether or not, whether spelt incorrectly, they put him through. You are just a presenter. You're laughing very loudly today, Catherine. You are just a presenter. And I think your job is to present, not to decide who you talk to. Barry and Hemel sent from his iPad. Barry, interesting point. Completely wrong on so many different uh, levels. It's completely wrong. No, if someone phones up and I don't want to talk to them, I won't talk to them. It's as simple as that. Why, why would I talk to someone I don't want to? And what, what makes the team different in that they can decide if Dennis comes on? Interesting point, Barry. I appreciate it, and I hope you appreciate the fact I read it out, but wrong. Uh, Justin, you're outside. You've been asking people this morning about Dennis from Dunstable, haven't you? Yeah, should we keep him or let him go? Wow. Uh, here's Andy. Andy's appeared on Treasure Quest three times. Wow, so Dennis is a, is a grumpy old man, and he's got a squeaky old door. Uh, should we keep him, yes or no? Yes. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, also going to talk here to uh, Lee Backers. Now, Lee, you listen to Ian's show every single day for the full three hours, most people can't bear him for, for more than three minutes. But you're three hours with Ian Lee. You know all about Dennis from Dunstable. Um, should we keep him? What do you think? Definitely keep him. Yep. Why? Because he's good fun. He's a laugh. Why should you ban him? Would you be angry if Ian said today, do you know what, I'm going to let him go? Um, I would be angry, yeah. But I'd still listen to him. Oh, oh it's still oh, listen to you. So, so definitely keep Dennis. And the feedback you've heard from other people who are Three Counties fans, they love this man. They do love him, yeah. Keep him. Definitely keep him. There you go, Ian. You've been told from two people this morning that I've spoken to. They both absolutely love Dennis and they want more of him on your programme. Well, if I'm honest, I thought this would be... I thought this would go the other way. Mm. It would... No, I did. <laughs> uh, I was hoping it would, but the, the, the public have decided and they have decided yeah. that they want to keep Dennis. However, I get the final say in this. You do get the final yeah. say. Yeah, well, despite what like Barry... think you get the final despite say. Despite what Barry on the email thinks, I get the final say. Come on, you know producers have got more power than you. You're just a voice piece. I am banning Dennis for life. 
You're not. I am. Please don't tell no, me you no, are. No, no, he's, no. He's banned for life. But why? Oh, no, no, hang on. Sorry. No, not banned for life. The other one. No, he can come on whenever he wants. Sorry, I got that, I got, I got that wrong. Sorry, yes. He can come on whenever he wants. The public have spoken. Uh, Dealey and Dennis is mm. coming on. But, but... With, with, I give with one hand, I take with the other. It does mean if Dennis comes on every day, yeah. the show is probably looking a little bit full. <laughs> so I was wondering, would you, uh, because the people have spoken, yeah. would you take a voluntary redundancy, please? A voluntary redundancy? The fella next to you, ask him whether he'd rather oh, have Dennis or you. Dennis or Dean? Seriously, it's getting that desperate. I might even ask for a transfer to BBC Northampton. That's how desperate this is. Well, do you know what? They're, they're, they're desperate enough that they probably would think you're a brilliant broadcaster. I've heard that they what goes on over there. They think the same about you as well. Yeah. So, so, Dennis or Dealey? <sighs> Apparently you're the boss, so you call it. Work hard enough for you. Little Gadsden this week, Harpenden this week, Hemel this week, yeah. Luton this week, and you treat me like this. Have you been to Luton this week? Hmm? You didn't mention that. Got your breakfast earlier? Yeah, it was a bit soggy. Any chance of another one? See you later. Well, it looks like Dennis has been uh, has been has been sp- uh, saved, spared the rod. Oh no, hang on a second. Uh, Joyce is in Leegrave. Morning, Joyce. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Joyce. Are you, Don't you... you dare lose out, Dealey. Really, you like Dealey? you and you're only as good as what your helpers are so you're a yeah. good team i've got some i've got some really nice helpers here that's right they help That's what about are, are you happy joyce that dennis is staying of course i am okay it's lovely it got is. a nice smoky voice oh, nice yeah. smoky yeah yeah all right love all right joyce <laughs> no, not like that. no okay <laughs> joyce are you, are you a fan of spiders no i'm not i don't mind them but i know my family and friends they hate them and they are actually frightened of spiders some people and I do think, I've been listening to you this morning since you've been on, and the thing being, you omitted to say about putting the conkers in the room. Oh. You go out and pick the conkers because they, the spiders don't like them, and that would have given people a little bit of thinking, well, it's okay, I'm okay, I've got a couple of conkers behind the settee and a few up in the bedroom. They reckon, I heard on Three County some, sometime, uh, this week, somebody'd been picking conkers out in the school, and it came in then. And it said, if you collect some and put a few in each room, yeah. they don't like them. How do, how does a spider know you've got a conker in your room? I don't know. That we shall have to find out. Do you have to say it very loudly? I am putting conkers <laughs> in my room for any spiders that may be listening. And don't make a necklace of them. <laughs> no, of spiders. No. Conkers. Oh, Conkers. Sorry. Imagine a spider necklace running all around your face. Anne's in Bushy. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Ian. What can I do for you? Well, I absolutely love it when you and Dennis get together. I think it's wonderful. And last week, when that man phoned in, and he was so terribly, terribly angry with you. Yes. Because you you said, right, that's it, you're banned again. Oh. And he was so angry. And you know something? I was absolutely in hysterics. I thought... You poor ignorant man! You don't know it's a standing joke. Yes. You know. I oh no! Know. When I when I ba- when I banned Dave in Luton, it's 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 deadly serious. Dave in Luton. Oh no! Sorry, <laughs> Come sorry. on, Dave, you're banned. <laughs> there you go. You see? Yeah, it's Dave as well. Yeah. It's Dave. Oh, I think it's wonderful. Well, and I'm glad I'm glad you're listening, and I'm glad you're you're getting it on all of the uh, levels that we're broadcasting on. Dave. Yes. Sorry, yes. mate. Sorry to be harsh, but you're banned. But there we go. So, oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We, now we are hoping. I promised this yesterday, and here at the BBC, it turns out I come from commercial radio where you can say anything and get away with it. It turns out if you make a promise on the BBC, you actually have to stick to it, otherwise Ofcom and the Daily Mail get involved. 
I promised yesterday we would have Joe uh, Brown on the show. We have been sent, in the last half an hour, we have been sent a telephone number that we are told if we call at about 10 to 9, Joe Brown will talk to us. If he doesn't, we're all in a lot of trouble. You forget Dennis going, we'll all be going. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Before we try for Joe, let's get the latest travel news now. Here's Bill. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here comes a big one for this morning. It's the Bedford Southern Bypass, A41. If you've just joined us, you've got lane two closed at the junction with the A603 Carnington Road. It's three cars involved in this one, so quite serious stuff. It's actually lane two. It's between the exit and entry slip roads. So the more calls, the more tweaks, the better. Keep them coming. M25 anti-clockwise, a slow haul from junction 28 now right up to Potter's Bar. You're slowing down clockwise as well with those ongoing works at junction 23. M40, you're slowing down straight away northbound from the Denham roundabout heading northbound towards Oxford. Now let's deal with Bishop Stortford because you've got Stanford Road flooded. That's been closed off. We got that off Twitter. You're being diverted via Dunmo Road. A41 southbound, bit of a crawl now from the Hemel Hempstead turn off towards the motorway. And for the trains, you've got delays through London Bridge. Uh, delays by up to 10 minutes. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Bill, thank you very much. 8.46, Wednesday the 23rd of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police have arrested a man in Warwickshire last night following the death of a 67-year-old man at his Luton home after he was subjected to an unprovoked and savage attack. A royal enthusiast from Hertfordshire has been camping outside St James's Palace all night to be ready for today's royal christening. He's made a sign... And in sport, Stevenage won 3-0 at Crewe in League One last night, but MK Dons lost 1-0 at home to Carlisle. Coming up, Joe Brown. Fingers crossed. Otherwise we're in trouble. Before that, here's the weather with Georgina Bennett. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. We've just got some showers to get out of the way. They're quite heavy at times, but also strong southwesterly winds. But as they do move away, we'll be left with some decent sunny spells, certainly by this afternoon. And uh, winds should ease as well, but it will start to feel a little fresher. Temperatures reaching 16 degrees Celsius. Tonight, a fairly clear night, but mist and fog patches developing in the early hours of the morning. Temperatures down to about 7 degrees Celsius, so cooler than it has been lately uh, through the night. Tomorrow, a largely dry day with sunny intervals and lighter winds, certainly a better picture altogether but cloud will start to increase as we head to the afternoon temperatures reaching 16 degrees celsius and then towards the weekend i'm afraid that wet and windy weather makes a return that's your latest forecast bbc three counties radio you have no idea what it's like for the businesses up here local and we're at the situation where we cannot pay invoices that were due in August. Um, as a result, we cannot buy stock for the Christmas trade. Across beds, hearts and bucks. I mean, I've lived here 30 odd years, but you can't go out no more. I used to go down the bingo. You don't go anywhere. People on planes who are really large should pay for two seats because they take up all the space. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, listen, sometimes shows uh, are powered by investigative journalism, deep research, intense work. Sometimes they're powered by the fact I get sent a free CD. I got sent a free CD yesterday. A lot of the stuff I get sent is rubbish, let's be honest. I was genuinely excited in my little pigeonhole. Joe Brown, the ukulele album, deluxe edition. 
So it's the ukulele album, bonus tracks, and live stuff. I'm genuinely excited by it. I showed it to my producer. She went, what? I went, no, 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 no. This is Joe Brown. He is fantastic. He's a, he's a brilliant guitar, brilliant guitar player. Brilliant ukulele player. And it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a cracking album. I've listened to it. It's wonderful. Well, we sent Justin Dealey to Hemel Hempstead with a ghetto blaster and a copy of the ukulele album to see what you thought about it. OK, Scott, here we go. The Joe Brown ukulele album. You know Joe, you know his daughter. How fantastic is this? It's very different. It's very um, country-fied. Sounds very folky, which I suppose is very topical at the moment. There's a lot of good folk bands around, so it's the right genre of music. Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, I've said all week that anybody who doesn't like Joe Brown needs to go and see their doctor and see their doctor urgently. You'd probably go along with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I would, Dave. Yeah, they, they should do. They should go and see him if they're um, unsure, because he's been around for a long time in the music business and still going, so why not? What do you think about this album, madam? It's good. It's got a good beat to it, hasn't it? Has Joe Brown always been somebody you've quite fancied? Well, he's better than a lot of them that you hear, because a lot of them you can't understand the words, and also there's a lot of swearing, you know, so, uh, yeah, I do like him. So how would you score this out of ten? Eleven? So we're playing I'll See You In My Dreams, the reason being that one of your friends has already recommended the CD to you. He did, yeah. He said it was a, a brilliant CD, and it is. It's clever. It's very clever. It's uh, his interpretation and variations on themes, and it's very, very good. Well, that's um, Justin Dooley speaking to uh, members of the public earlier on. I did promise we would get Joe Brown on the show today. It's Joe Brown. Good morning, Joe. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Thank you so much for coming on. It's all right. I, I, I couldn't believe that, wouldn't it? <laughs> that I, was really funny. I, 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 I was worried that we people going, oh, it's awful. Then we go, here's Joe Brown. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a chance you take, mate. Listen, the album is cracking. I got it yesterday. I've played it in the car a couple of times. It's the, the ukulele album, the deluxe version. Why a ukulele album? Why not? Oh, I agree with you. I'm a big fan I of the mean, uke. you know, the old uke's suddenly taken a turn, and, and I thought, well, you know, I've been playing a uke since I was a kid. We all had ukuleles when I was a kid. So, um, you know, I mean, it's become very popular, and and I thought it was time that somebody did a good album. Actually, I didn't think that. I thought it was time I did a good one before somebody else did. <laughs> well, no, and it's, there's some crackings. We played Mr Blue Sky earlier on, which is a wonderful song and a wonderful version. Oh, thank you. I was surprised to see the Ace of Spades on there, Joe. Yeah, well, we we kind of pinched that from... from my daughter Sam runs a couple of these uke clubs. Does she they, really? Yeah, and they were doing that. And so my son, Pete, who's a producer, said, look, he said... Uh, you know, uh, we'd like to do it, Samson. Well, it's not my song. You can do what you like with it. So we did, you know. And, yeah, it's a great fun. I tell you what, it goes really big on stage as well. Oh, I bet it does. Uh, you know, that and uh, and um, uh, Mr. Blue Sky. And what's that? Oh, yeah, uh, Pinball Wizard. Pim- we played a bit of Pinball Wizard yesterday. That was that on a ukulele. That sounded wonderful. Well, it's got that sort of raucous kind of sound about it up the top end, you know. No, we had great fun doing it, and we do a lot of it on stage, and it goes really well, because basically we, we make our records for our audiences, you know. We, we have, we're not really charters, as it were, you know. So we make our, our records for our audience, and they love it, which is great for me, because, you know, we're on tour at the moment, and, for, you know, we do about 100 shows a year, and it's great to go out and when they and know that you're going to entertain them with something that's a little bit different, you know? Joe, with the greatest of respects, right, you've been doing this for 52 years now, well, 100 shows a year, don't, don't you feel like taking a rest? Well, I, 
only been doing 100 shows a year for the last 20 years. I was doing 365 oh, shows. so this is, this is you taking a rest then? Oh, yeah, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I've got a great band and, and a great... Well, I've got a great team now, you know. I've done all kinds of things in my career, you know, acting and plays, straight plays, comedy and, and all that, and pantomimes. And, and, and I always come back to it, the basics at the end of it, which, which is standing up in front of a great band with a great sound system, you know, and a great team. And, and this is what we do. I, I do it for the pleasure, really. Now, you mentioned Padmai. I have to, I, I, I'm so pleased to talk to you personally. I have to thank you for something you did about, it was probably about 33, 34 years ago. I came with my family to see you in Slough, in the Fulcrum, doing Babes in the Wood. We were sat in the front row, and you took the mick out of my dad for the whole show, Joe. <laughs> and it was wonderful. <laughs> and me and my mum and my sister, we still talk about that. It's it was. Is he forgiven me? He, 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 just about, I think so. Just it's about. Just about forgiven me. What a lot of people don't know is that you were huge friends with George Harrison of the Beatles, weren't you? Yeah, well, George was best man at my wedding. Was he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a great friend of mine, and uh, he's a guy that. He's the guy that sent me that record because the thing that George and I got on so well was that we were well, neither of us really are musical snobs. We weren't in in that kind of oh we got to do rock and roll. We loved all kinds of music, especially George went right back, you know. And he sent me this album by a bloke called uh, Ike Edwards, a ukulele Ike. His name was ukulele back in Ike. Thirties, yeah. And this was the guy that was the the voice of Jiminy Cricket on the. You know, in the original... In the um, Disney film, yeah, of course. The Disney film. And he, he, that song, See You In My Dreams, was, was on the record that George sent me. Fantastic. So I, and I knew the song, because of course I knew the song, because I grew up in a pub in the East End, and they used to sing it in there. Yeah. So I thought, this is a great, um, you know, a, a really nice, a really good song. So I started closing my show with it way back. And then when uh, when they did the tribute concert for, for George at the Albert Hall, George's wife, Olivia, asked me if I'd close the show with it, yeah. which I did. And I'd like to think that that perhaps had something to do with, with the resurgence of the ukulele. I, do you know, I think you're probably right, because it was, it was kind of around that time, a little bit after, that the uke really started to take off, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. And at last, I thought, because I've always... I've always respected it as a musical instrument. Mm. You know, the thing is, when I was a kid, it, it was very cheap to buy a ukulele, and, and uh, well, actually, it still is. But you, but the what the trouble was, they put it into the toy guitar bracket in the toy section. Yeah, you know, it became a toy, and it's not a toy. It's a great instrument, and then, like I say, you can buy one quite cheaply, and they're dead easy to learn. Well, this is the thing. I play a little bit of guitar, and a few years ago, a friend of mine bought me a uke, and I thought, oh yeah, whatever. I was bored one rainy afternoon, got it out, went on the internet within 20 minutes i got three beatles songs down it is really easy isn't yeah. it you see the thing is it gives it back doesn't it straight yep. away yeah and you know it should you so desire you can become a real virtuoso on it you know i've heard some of these hawaiian guys that sound like django reinhardt <laughs> you know what I mean? so, 
so so no, it's a great little instrument. I, I'd love to get. I'd love to see them in schools. Actually, do you know that's, that's, that's much better than the recorder? That's a cracking oh, idea. That's an awful thing. It is awful. Listen, it, when it's played well, it, it's wonderful. But but eight year old kids playing recorders is yeah. not wonderful. Uh, you talk about your team behind you, Joe. You, you're working with your family a lot now, aren't you? You said Pete produced the album. Well, Pete's in the band with me now. Right. Okay. I mean, Pete's taking out, taking charge of the band, and he's a great help because he's a great musician, Pete. Yeah. Uh, well, so is Sam, you know, but of course Sam lost her voice with this operation she had. Oh, I didn't know she'd lost her voice. Yeah, yeah a, few, oh. a few years ago. So oh, dear. That, so that's why she's um, doing these ukulele clubs, you know. Oh, well, good for her, for keeping yeah, her hands in. Oh, yeah, she's very musical. Yeah. She's a great keyboard player, you know, Sam. Yeah. So she's a great musician, but they're all good musicians, my kids. I'm really proud of them all, you, you know. should be. Joe, listen, I, I appreciate you coming on. Just, if you want to go and see Joe playing, he's playing at the Stables in Wavendon on the 25th, the 26th of October. And is it a mix of ukulele and sort of yeah, guitars do, and stuff? we do some of the old ones and some of the uke sums and some of the other old favourites that we do that we haven't recorded. Wonderful. Joe, th- listen, I know you're on tour and I know we've got you up really early for, t- for this morning. So <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate your time. No problem. Cheers, mate. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers. All the best. There we go. Joe Brown. Fantastic. What, an, what a nice bloke. You see? If you want to get the album, the ukulele album is, uh, is out. It, it really is cracking. I had it in the car yesterday. It's, boy, it's good. Oh, it's good. And if you want to go and see him, he's uh, playing at the Stables in Wavendon on the 25th to 26th of October. Oh, I forgot to try and blag some tickets. Justin, work a little bit of magic. What a nice bloke. Uh, let's have a quick look at some of your Facebook comments. It's decided now, dear listener, that, that Dennis is staying. Okay, so, so don't panic. Dennis won the vote. Quite outstandingly, there were a few naysayers. Several of you wanted him gone. Um, uh, let's have a quick look at some. Oh, someone, look, uh, Aidan's posted a picture of him up with uh, with Joe Brown. Oh, go on. Who's Vincent? Ian. Yes, go on. You've got 20 seconds. OK. I want to say, um, I've now got a good reason for getting up at, uh, at about 7 o'clock in the morning, and that's to listen to Dennis from Dunstable. I will now make sure that I'm listening to your show at 7.25 in the morning. Thank you very much indeed. There you go. Vincent has the last word. Well, let's, let's keep that clip. Let's put that uh, on the hot keys. It's happened. Dennis, Dennis is on, dear listener. He's, uh, he's won your vote. And look, you can uh, make a show out of not much content. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. And here comes the latest then on the Bedford Southern Bypass. A421, three cars involved in the much earlier accidents just by the A603 turn. You've still got lane two blocked between the exit and entry slip throws. Not too bad for traffic, holding things up a little bit. N25 is still looking heavy now around junction 23. The same for the N40 northbound from the start of the motorway pretty much. Stansted Road in Bishop Stortford, that's been closed off because that's been flooded. You've got some slow traffic showing up on the A1 southbound. That's between the Eaton Soak and St. Nearest Junction up towards Black Cat. North Orbital Road, Chisel Greens, still a bit of a slow one as well at the Shell Roundabout, and still looking safe for Milton Keynes for Standing Way, and that's uh, around the Shendy Roundabout. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Bill. That's it. We've had some fun, I think, this morning. We've just about got away with it. Thank you to everyone who took part uh, in the show this morning. And uh, don't forget, it's uh, the christening today. Enjoy. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. 
It's Wednesday, and on today's Big Phone-In, do you sympathise with people who complain about their energy bills? The former Prime Minister, Sir John Major, has called...